When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. For over 10 years, VOC Nation has taken listeners behind the scenes of the greatest moments in pro wrestling history. Our hosts are not only experts on the business, but have lived in the business. Subscribe and hear weekly podcasts from hosts like legendary pro wrestling journalist Bill After, former Impact Wrestling star Wes Briscoe, former WWE and AWA broadcaster Ken Resnick, former WWE and TNA star Shelly Martinez, former WCW star The Maestro, NWA legend The Raging Bull Manny Fernandez, and much more. VOC Nation programming is free on most major podcasting apps, including iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Radio.com. And video podcast and bonus content is available on Patreon for as low as $3 a month. What are you waiting for? Head to VOCNation.com and dig into the most comprehensive podcast network built for pro wrestling fans. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at VOC Nation Wrestling Network and follow us on Twitter at VOC Nation. Hey, this is Booker T, WCW five-time champion and WWE Hall of Famer, and you're listening to In the Room. Now, can you dig that, sucker? Wrestling Network, right here live on VOCNation.com. Brady Hicks here, and we are excited to talk to all of you guys. I can't wait. It's going to be a great time. Uh, 914-338-1885 is the number to call in tonight as well, if you guys want to call in once again. 914-338-1885. As I said, I'm Brady Hicks. Uh, joining me as always, the lovely Kathy Fitz. How you doing, Kathy? Hey, Brady, how are you tonight? I'm, I'm doing great. You know, can't be better. Can't. I know. I, it, would be a, it would be a crime if I were any better. So. Oh, please. 
Uh, we have the one and only maestro of professional wrestling, Papa Stro. How you doing? Oh, great! Great to be here with you guys. Um, life, life is grand. Happy Papa Wing to you, everyone. Happy Halloween. Get lots of candy and um, try not to get too drunk through the holidays. And try not to get too spooked tonight, because I, I have a feeling that's uh, that's on the way that's as well. It. That's every night in my house, Brady. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where is Dorothy? She's got to be floating around here somewhere. Oh, she's watching as we speak. She's a oh, big good. fan of the show. Fantastic. Uh, and, and, and I'm proud to say, actually, uh, speaking of watching us, we have two guys right now who actually came back. They they, they liked it enough that they... They came back. We'll, we'll start with Patrick. How are you doing tonight, Patrick? Oh, man, Brady Hicks and the hot licks. I am ready to go. Even Rat Boy couldn't scare me off, though I've been informed there's some callers that are worse. Oh, so, way worse. You know. He's one of the good ones. Yeah. I need a T-shirt that says hot licks on it. Yeah. I'm going to tell my girlfriend that's my nickname. She'll... Kathy, she probably that's knew good. it all along. <laughs> Please. Uh, <laughs> Kevin Brady as well. What's going on, Kevin? How you doing tonight? Well, the original Brady in the house once again. Repping <laughs> Steel Cage Radio with my partner, the Hatch, Patrick Hackett. And you know, I just want to warn everyone out there. I've, I've seen on my on my mom's Facebook page that apparently you've got to beware of people giving away pot candy to your kids at Halloween. And I want to let you know that. If that should happen, if you should get like a weed gummy or or some other kind of ghost treat, don't call the police. Just send them right to me. I can always yeah. use a little extra. So I do, do like yeah. an exchange. Are, are an exchange half price now CBD stores? Are they half <laughs> price at CBD stores? <laughs> no one likes your shit That is like my favorite. That is like that's like that's my favorite like you know Halloween horror thing now. It's like oh no, look dude. It is not cheap to buy to buy those treats. I am certainly not giving them to your shitty kid in his plastic mask. <laughs> if it's a good mask, like oh, if it's a really good mask, yeah. Yeah. then you'll give them. Yeah, yeah. They, if you well, see him stumbling down the street, listen to Pink Floyd, you know, in trouble. <laughs> That's my kind of kid. Put that on the record, I guess. It's so bad to put that on the record. Well, I always say, we usually actually have a disclaimer that said you couldn't take anything that we said seriously, and I, I think that's fair to say. Uh, we, uh, I would oh, yeah. say about, like like the wrestling business, about 90% of what you see, uh, you can question. So, uh, oh, this is all the work. This is oh, yeah, totally. Work. totally. Life's the work. Life's the work, man. Absolutely. Ain't that the truth. Ain't that the truth. Uh, so we're excited, like I said, to talk with all you guys tonight. The number, once again, 914-338-1885. So we have uh, Joey Ace is actually going to be joining us in about, well, 20, 25 minutes or so. Uh, Joey is one of the standout stars of not just Warriors of Wrestling, but ECWA as well. Uh, he recently featured on Pro Wrestling Illustrated, not in a piece written by me, uh, but absolutely a great piece written by Mike Bessler. And you guys should check well it out. A very well-written piece, yes, absolutely, yeah. And and you know it's in the magazine because I didn't write it, so that's a, that's an easy way to know. Uh, I, I am only playing, of course, but, uh, yeah, so Joey actually, I think it was last year, Joey joined for one night on Dynamite. He was part of uh, the Inner Circle, 
because he's really good friends with uh, uh, Santana and Ortiz. So he was part of that whole New York crew when they did a beatdown one time. And uh, Joey's a great guy. He really is. Uh, we're going to have a lot of fun talking with him, talking about his career, uh, kind of where he's headed and everything he's got going on as well. So there's that, Kathy. And there was also some sad news this week. Uh, friend of the show, guy that um, a lot of people um, – well, for a lot of years, I mean, he was kind of a – a top guy in TNA for a little bit and stuff like that in Ring of Honor. Uh, so Jimmy Rave, actually, and he had his, um, I believe it was his left arm amputated a couple years ago because of an infection. Uh, well, yeah. it came out this week that he had to have both of his legs amputated as well. So this is turning into some kind of, like, sick, like, grindhouse movie, unfortunately. Uh, but, yeah, I that, mean, thought, thought Mercer's is horrible. Um, oh my my God. broadcast colleague from when I was in Defiant Pro Wrestling uh, yeah. went in for a regular procedure and, you know, has lost part of his foot, part of his toes. Oh, my it's, God. It's, it's so hard. Yeah, uh, Mercer is no joke. It's yeah. very dangerous. <clears throat> yeah. Scary and stuff. They do have, I, I mean, that's they one of my biggest have fears. A, <clears throat> they do have a GoFundMe page up for him. Um, he's been okay. in a rehab center and the... Uh, the the bill is definitely astronomical. Um, oh yeah, I wow. know they raised a substantial amount of money, but they're still looking for more. As a matter of fact, I, before I knew any of this, <clears throat> Jimmy Rave reached out to me last week, and he said, "Oh yeah, I don't know if you're still around the wrestling business because of everything, but is there anybody you can put me in touch with that I can tell my story?" unbeknownst to me that he had had both legs amputated. And I said, yeah. well, you know, get in touch with me and I'll put you in touch with Brady. And I'm yeah. sure we can have you come on the show. And then we'll reach out to him. Sunday, I read this and I'm like, what? And yeah. it seems that some of the promoters that he had said he couldn't do shows for <clears throat> because of his legs were being really sore and everything. Um, yeah, we're bad mouthing him to everybody. Oh, Interesting. Like I said, again, yeah, did, uh, I've never stepped. I never stepped a promoter in my life, and mm -hmm. this was something I didn't want to get, come out about, but it had to. So he only has mm -hmm. uh, up to his elbow of his left arm, and up to oh both knees, and that's it. And it's, it's I just—it's horrible. It, it's a horrible, disgusting, horrible thing. And all I can yeah. say prayers for him. Um, <clears throat> you know, I'm not a big pusher for GoFundMe sites because you never know. But no, but I would say to say that this one's legit. legit. I, I mean, I, I would, I, and I'll be sure to include <laughs> a link to that with the show description as well, so people can. Uh, donate to I'll Jimmy if they want to. I um like yeah, I'm out there too. Yeah, like from my perspective, um, I can't even imagine being somebody who's athletic and like doing like. It's gonna sound awful, Kathy, but like if you were to cut off both my legs, I would probably hardly notice the difference because I sit most of the time anyway. I don't really do it. I I had one of those trackers one time, Kathy. We were doing a competition at work. Who walked the most? There was one day where I walked 23 steps. Uh, 23 steps, okay. barely like the bathroom in the kitchen, you know? So, um, like barely, barely. 
Um, but, but like for that, I can't even imagine somebody who just wants so badly to get back in the ring and like to, to be in that kind of a situation and so young too. Like he's still young. Exactly. So I, I will, I will really absolutely. Really guy too. He's great. Able to get crowds to just abhor him with minimal effort. Right. Oh, right. absolutely. He's a pro for sure. Um, I'll reach out to him, Caddy. I didn't want to make it look like I was, like, trying to capitalize on his situation or whatever, you know? No, no. He but if he's, he if he's up for an interview. He yeah. reached out okay. to me. If, if, you know, do you have his number and everything? Like, if not, I'll try to get it. I should. I I should still. I, I think I do. I'll take a look if after not, the show. If not, just let me know and I'll... Um, I'll yeah, just give it to us right now over there. Yeah, she's going to look it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think I have it. I, I should have it. Uh, not like that time when we confirmed Dustin's number on the air and he read it back to us just to make sure that it was uh, correct. Not not like that. Davenport, Iowa. Imagine that. Oh, my God. That guy, Dustin, was insane, guys. He used to, like, he, he started out with, like, a simple lie, how he was close with Seth Rollins. And the lie just grew and grew and, like, my God, he, he, like, spoofed a number and had somebody from Davenport, Iowa, calling us and hanging out. He um he started talking about being on, like, the, the Seth Rollins, like, tour bus with him. Uh, he was going to every show. Um, what happened? At one point, he um, – Kathy, you remember this? He actually won the WWE title from Seth Rollins in yeah. the dark oh. But he won wow. it back. He won it back before they made TV, and they didn't acknowledge oh, it. Obviously, sure. It's like, it's like, um, like, you know, like Bob Backlund's title loss in the '70s. Yeah. You know, it, it, they yeah. stricken it from the record. It wasn't official, so so. He actually won it in a tournament in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. Right. <laughs> Make work, so he, gets, he gets the concept of wrestling for sure. Uh, but yeah, no. So hopefully we get Dustin and we get some other callers tonight too. That would be fantastic. Nine one four three three eight eighteen eighty five. I I also wanted to mention real quick the Charlotte thing, and not that I want to like dwell on it or whatever, but it is amazing to me how quickly the world has turned against the Flares. I mean, between the uh, well, the, the dark side <laughs> of the ring thing. Um, yeah. Yeah, although I did see that the WWE started using the woo again in commercials, so I, I don't know. Who knows? Um, I just watched that episode of Dark Side of the Ring this week, and I was yeah. coming to hack uh, off the air. Uh, I was saying, you know, I remember when, when the plane ride from hell happened, and yeah. I remember hearing, yeah, because we were – smarts at the time, and I remember hearing, you know, part of the story, like, oh, yeah, you know, there was the, the headache fight with Brock Lesnar, and and then you come to find out that, like, you know, Ric Flair is whipping his dick out in front of a stewardess, and, yep. and, uh, and you know, Aldo Montoya has to fucking weekend at Bernie's Scott Hall through customs. Yeah. <laughs> you, you don't don't call PJ. That, that's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> about the, the stewardess that was making the accusations? Turned like she's got a rap sheet of her own. I did see that. Yeah. 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 I mean, but yeah. I mean, look. I mean, I don't. I don't know if I, we want to dive too deeply into this right now. But I mean, do, do you doubt that Ric Flair would do something like that? I mean, is that 
I mean, Stro, you're the only one here that's probably ever interacted with Ric Flair, right? I mean, does that seem like something no. outside of his Rick, uh, Rick personality? Flair's been known. No. Well, it, Ric Flair's been known to do his road dances. Trust me, okay? Right. Kathy, have you ever seen one? I, I have never seen him force himself on anybody. You know what I mean? He's yeah. Just one no, he never forced himself. I mean, he just – No. I, mean, I think it depends on your definition of force himself. I mean, yeah. but Charlotte, I don't, I don't think, I don't think she. <laughs> but Charlotte, it's Charlotte backing people into a corner and whipping open her room. That's, right. that's what I would. That's the story I want to hear. Well, like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we'll have to talk about that. But like, I know Rick Flair oh, has always like been so guarded. Like I. That's why, like, the whole thing seems strange to me. Like, it always seems like stuff that he was always wanting to do in front of the boys. You know what I mean? For the story, like, with the stewardess and everything, and I know WWE even had, like, a cartoon about it and everything back when it, sexual assault was okay, um, you know, 20 years ago. When, when, it, when it was, like, a funny thing, you know? I, I am, of course, you're right. I mean, I'm being watching, sorry, you know, watching Rob Van Dam, watching Rob Van Dam on that episode talk about yeah, you know, they were dosing people with GHB and Halcyon. And, right, and, and that's you know, what you, Scott You're out on the road right? and you put a couple of GHB in a girl's drink, and that's just the way things were. I'm like, God damn, Rob. Right, <laughs> but that's the thing, and, and I don't know how much of it is true, but, but I, I mean, my own experience of Ric Flair uh, has always been, <laughs> my, my own experience of Ric Flair has always been that this guy is so guarded that that was only the kind of stuff that he did in front of the boys. You know, he only did that with his, with his posse. Well, there's like, a, a lot of mystique to maintain with him. Sure. And sure. that, that story does not play well into the mystique of the nature boy. No, and, no, you know, not at all. We, we were fed a lot about him and, you know, we heard stories and yeah, it was different times and it wasn't okay then, but we had a different reaction to it. And it's, it's. You know, I'm not gonna disparage a stewardess. I'm, I'll say allegedly, but like it, that you know, Kev and I were talking, and, and we said we probably wanted to bring it up to Papa Show off the air before we brought it up. Is what is the dark side of the ring good for the business? Is it really bad for the business? Well, well here's the deal. We don't even really care about if it's good for the business. Is it? Is it good in like? Because it's a negative yeah. impact on the business. I think a lot of times. But is it good that these stories get out? Because I think it's, you know, today, uh, I was just reading right before we went on the air, uh, Roger Goodell just said that he's not going to release the emails from the, the Washington football team investigation. After of course the he's not. Blow up. Yeah. yeah. Right. He, so, he already got his scapegoat. He's good. Right. That's a yeah. perfect segue. That's a yeah. perfect segue where I, where I was going to bring up, the point I was going to yeah. bring up. Go ahead, these documentaries are so political. You only show one side of the coin. If, if you're going to do an honest documentary, you need to hit all spectrums, every side. And there is well, a, I mean, quite a few documentaries pointing out that, that plane ride from hell from certain characters that were involved that if, if, if the truth were known, they should have they had the spotlight on them, too. I mean, it, it weren't just Flair and involved yeah. in all this and, and No, no, no. Through the whole Me Too and everything, how the hell is Vince McMahon still a public figure? <laughs> That's a great question. I mean, I'm that not looking for a job anytime soon, so I can say things like this. Yeah, no, yeah. I agree with you 100%, Hack. And, and I'll tell you what, I think it's getting back to your, your idea of the Ric Flair mystique and like Brady said, he only did that kind of stuff in front of the boys. 
for all intents and purposes, he was doing that stuff in front of the boys. There just happened to be the one stewardess there that's yeah. the victim of it. And, yeah. and, you know, the onus then comes on, you know, and, and again, look, hindsight is twenty twenty, and lots of people that you once thought were decent guys were actually pieces of shit throughout history. Um, but the question has to be then, there's a spotlight has to swing on the guys that are on that show now talking about it. And it's like, all right, well, RVD, um, why didn't you say something to anyone 20 years ago? Right. Or, you know, Tommy Dreamer or you know, Dreamer's out here defending him like it's no big deal. It is a big deal, Tommy. You have to admit that it's a big well, deal. Well, it's a big deal. Yeah, he gets the can... outside the ring, squeezing up to the AEW guys. Later mm-hmm. on, like Jericho and the rest of mm-hmm. them. I mean, I'm like, come on, man. And they really? were on that plate, too. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, and, and look, every, every documentary, no matter what the subject, has an angle. That's just Absolutely. the nature of storytelling. Absolutely. Filmmaking, it's storytelling, whether you're working to something it's that's like true or not. Yeah. The There's always, Huge everyone's work. always got an angle, and you'll never get a, you know, there there is no documentary that can just show you the footage and, and not comment on it, because then you can't watch it. Right. You know, there, there's nothing, there's, there's nothing, there's no entertainment to not commenting on it. You know, I'm not condoning anything. I'm just saying, if you're going to cover something, you need to cover the whole ball of wax. Well, sure. Yeah, yeah. Not, not just take a couple people out of the yeah. picture who are that in was, the picture. That was true. Right. Uh, but now you got to be fair and say that they did They did say that some of the people they did try to contact for, for comment on the story refused to talk to them. Well, you can't, you know, you can't force Ric Flair to come on and defend himself. But then, yeah. you know, if he doesn't want to defend himself, then that's yeah. kind of on him, too. Yeah. So, but, Charlotte. <laughs> So Charlotte, yeah, no, real quick before we get into that. I think that. there's a deeper conversation to be had about the show in general. Like I said, yeah. for, for every for every episode of the show that's just like, hey, you know, the 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 uh, Owen Hart episode, while depressing, is an interesting watch, and it's not necessarily exposing the business, uh, other than pointing out, you know, Vince apparently, possibly, allegedly cheaped out on the rigging company, whatever. Um, you know, but then, then you have these other episodes that are like, oh, okay. I mean, you know, let's, you know, is, is it, how harmful is it now to see that maybe some of your heroes growing up weren't so worthy of that title? It's no different than the Hulk Hogan sex tape or him getting caught on a voicemail using the N word. I mean, you know, those falls, falls from grace can be, it can be a, a long fall. For sure. Uh, so here's what was interesting to me. Um, I, I feel like when you're talking about the plane ride from hell thing, and that was quite a – it's amazing that we jumped right on that like that, but it, it, it's such a – it's such a I unique real hard not to. Yeah, no, it, but you you know what? I mean, it, it bears mentioning. Um, so there was nothing that ha- – like when I watched that documentary, I learned nothing because everything that they said – I had already read reports about, you know, I, I knew about the lawsuit with the stewardess. There was nothing that anybody said that surprised me. Um, so in that respect, I was really surprised by the fallout from it. Um, you know, who lost their job, who lost their sponsorship, whatever the case may be. Um, I understand why it just seemed like such a delayed reaction to me at that point. We have a lot of that right now though. It's, it's a lot of stuff catching up, and it seems yeah. in a different light in a different time. And WWE is a publicly traded company that has shows on Fox and has shows on Peacock that a lot of 
big name corporations have their hands in, and it's a different age. It's not just Vince back there cutting checks. You know, there's there's a lot of different things, and he, uh, you know, you got to do what you have to do in, in these situations. But like you were saying, a lot of this was knowledge was out there, and people kept, you know, it's it's a different time, and we're learning and hopefully growing and improving as a people, and. Uh, you know, we'll we'll see where we go from here. We just hope that the next generation doesn't make the same mistakes that we do. Amen, Brady. To your, to your point, Brady. Uh, Amen, man. What I started out saying about this story, and, and you know, you're right. The, the information about the lawsuit, I guess, was out there, but you're also a lot more plugged in than maybe the average the average viewer. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. I remember, I remember hearing, like I said, they they let the reports hit the dirt sheets right after they happened about the fight. That was common knowledge. Uh, but this other stuff, even back then, I don't remember it uh, coming out, at least in the specifics, the yeah. specifics of it coming out like they're coming out now. And I think the guys that are taking the most heat off of this whole, this whole thing are, you know, rightfully Flair and Tommy Dreamer, who's just dismissing everything, uh, regardless of who says what. And he, he came off very victim blamey in the in his interview segment. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, he got fired for it. He got fired for it. Because of what Patrick said, because you're a publicly traded company with major sponsors. Yeah, we don't want a guy that's gonna victim blame, you know, and, and say, well if if this really happened, she shouldn't have settled because now you're basically I mean that's rape culture one oh one. Like that's why but, rapes don't go reported. But you here's know, because, my thing. Because and here's where I'm kind of circling around to I think um, because if I'm a wrestler or I'm in even moderate, like uh, in the position I'm in, um, which basically I, I, I'm relatively free to say what I want. And like, mm-hmm. you know, there, and I, I probably should knock on wood there because I'm sure at some point <laughs> something's going to catch up with me with my jokes. But, um, I, I, I feel like if that show contacted me as much as I would like the press, uh, I would run, I would run. And it's not necessarily... Uh, because they're not doing a great job of being like a muckraking documentary. I think they're fantastic at what they do, and they're always compelling shows. But Rob Van Dam said informative too. Some of them yeah. been informative. I I learned a lot. I'm trying to think. Um, was it Chris Adams? Was it the Chris Adams one or somebody from the that? Canyon one? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, not Canyon. I didn't watch that one yet. But one Adams, of those Canyon episode is fantastic. Yeah, one of those yeah. season one episodes. Like, I've learned a lot about yeah. somebody in the business I knew nothing about. I can't remember his name. It's well, it, right now. it probably was Adams. Yeah. I mean, I learned a lot from that one. I know that. But, like, Rob Van Dam, Rob Van Dam, Rob Van Dam went on record and said, like, you know, they kind of cherry-picked and, and lifted quotes and manipulated <laughs> it in such a way that, like, it made it sound like he was endorsing things that he – and he stood his ground on that. You know, he said, like, yeah. this isn't what I said. This is what I said, and this is how they made it sound. And I think yeah. Tommy Dreamer kind of, like, followed suit with that, which was probably a little bit smart. But what's the benefit if you're in the industry to participating in something like this? You make the industry seem horrible. Uh, certainly exactly. WWE, which, I, I mean, I obviously uh, – WWE, it's not like they need favors. So, I mean, that's fine. Um, but what again? What's the benefit? You know, if well, uh, that's, it, well and again, yeah, you, you, I, could I, 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 you could be misconstrued. You could be misconstrued. Point, which is absolutely true. You know, Chris Jericho, who is a high-ranking official in AEW, also happens to produce and host the show. So yeah, you know, you're going to get the stories that are going to make some of the 
the WWE higher-ups look a little more evil than maybe they actually are, although let's be honest, Vince is probably pretty evil anyway, um, allegedly. <laughs> but, yeah. but, I mean, you know, so that's an absolutely correct thing that Stroh pointed out is that they're not going to focus on, you know, whatever shitty thing Tony Khan might be doing because that's, you know, he's he's not the money. He's the money behind the guy who's producing the show. Right, So I right. totally get where you're coming from there. Um, right. And and the other, the other thing, Brady, to your point is um, – Yet, in all reality, the industry is still basically a monopoly. AEW is doing its thing. Impact is doing its thing. You've got the indies. But if you really want to make the money and gain the fame, you still have to kiss Vince's ring. Mm-hmm. So you're, Thankfully, you're getting... it's not his ass anymore. We've, we've moved beyond that <laughs> As of now. now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so the guys that you're going to get on that around. are the guys you're going to get yeah. on that show are the ones that Vince was never going to sign anyway or guys that, or you know, have already the had career. their run. You know, Jim Ross doesn't need to worry about crawling back to WWE anytime, so he's just going to – he'll right. he'll say whatever he wants to say. And, and here's the thing. So I have a third thing to that. Uh, it's very easy to pick on WWE <laughs> because, first of all, there's no shortage of people that are willing to talk about them and the bad things that they do. Second of all, because you know they're not going to respond. You know, anybody that's under contract is not going to respond to Dark Side of the Ring and clarify anything. WWE is going to just tell them to ignore it and hope it goes away, in a best case. In a worst case, you'll get in trouble because you're not able to defend yourself. But the bottom line is WWE doesn't want anybody affiliated with them to be on there. How many people did they say that? that From from that plane ride episode. From that plane ride episode alone. From that plane ride episode alone, Brock Lesnar declined. Ric Flair declined. I'm trying to – there were others, too, who, who refused to family. be a part yeah, of the yeah. The rest of the family, my family. I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to be the person that's going to, like, disparage people that helped me along the way and all that. Yeah. I'm not going to be that person, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I, yeah. I'm not all about that. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, there is such a, a strong familial uh, feeling in a locker room, and this is – you know, are they doing it for a payday? Are they doing it for attention? Do they really want the story to get out? Like, it's it's a it's a, a slippery slope. Speaking of slippery slopes, what happened with Charlotte? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> All roads lead to Charlotte. <laughs> but I mean, so, how crazy is that? I, I don't, the whole yeah. Charlotte thing. Like, I. <sighs> This is this I mean, is from the little bit that I've read about it. It sounds to me like Charlotte is not only now buying into her own hype, there it she's, is. Kind of, she's buying into her family's hype. Honestly, like she's acting like she's the you know whatever sixteen-time world champion, jet-flying, you know, limo-riding son of a bitch. Um, you know, and say what you will about Ric Flair, as we just did for five minutes. Um, you know, he did earn that reputation. Uh, I, I kind of wonder, and I want to ask Stro because you would obviously you, you might have a little better knowledge on this. Um, when it comes to your second generation, third generation, et cetera, do you, I, I would think it's probably relatively common that uh, that maybe they they try to ride the coattails of their of their predecessors or or believe that hype a little mm-hmm. bit. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the dangers that you're going to get into, especially when you're going to model her entire character. You know, you model her entire gimmick after the fact that she's Ric Flair's daughter. Well, I think, you know, sure. any second, your generation, 
competitor will tell you there's so much pressure on them right out of the gate yeah. because they're their predecessor. Yes. And so, I mean, gosh, and they have to live with that each and every day. So, I, I you know, I, I, I feel for any second, third generation. And well, especially if you're a, especially if you're the descendant of a, of a legend, the level of Ric Flair, yeah, like the Rude Boys, you know, I mean, that's that's the well, highest, that's the pinnacle of pressure. Well, we we will talk about all this more, believe me, guys. And nine one four three three eight eighteen eighty five, if you want to chime in yourself, love to uh, take calls and talk about Charlotte and everything going on behind the scenes with WWE. But right now. Uh, we don't care about WWE, you know. FM, man, FM. We actually have a legitimate star in our midst here. We we have we have the legend that is Joey Ace, the salty dog, the five star stud, one of the featured performers not just for ECWA but for Warriors of Wrestling as well, where he's the heavyweight champion. Joey, what's going on, my friend? How you doing tonight? I'm doing great, man. Thanks for asking. You hear me? I can hear you. I can hear you. That is a beautiful belt you have there on that shoulder. Uh, I know. Showing it off isn't, a little isn't bit. Isn't it gorgeous? Yeah. Isn't it lovely? Look at that. Look at that. Joey's been so I, nice. I heard, I heard you guys talking. <laughs> I heard you guys talking about how you feel. You feel bad for second generation, third generation wrestling. I don't. Again, <laughs> old big problems. Ooh, you got to live up to an expectation. You, uh, I feel bad when you have a kid and they become a wrestler because they're going to have a hell of a reputation to live up to. Oh, can you imagine? <laughs> my wife has already stated my daughter is not a second generation uh, anything. She, she is not allowed <laughs> near the business. That's funny. Well, Joey, uh, so you, you have a huge match coming up with Eric Martin, I know, in about uh, – well, I guess a little more than a week, probably about 10 days or whatever it is. A little more, a little more than that. But, uh, you know, at ECWA, and actually, I had the background. I should, well, we'll switch it over. Uh, what are your thoughts kind of heading into ECWA, not this weekend, but next weekend? Oh, the thoughts, man. It's real clear. It's real simple. It's just me going in there and me doing what I have to do. It's a grudge match. Well, ECWA wants to put it as it's a grudge match. I don't really think it's a grudge match, but but that's just me. You know, that's just me. But I got to do it. I got to do what I got to do when I get stuck in the ring with Eric Moore. And truth be told, like, oh, the, the, the most personality I've ever seen him was in that promo he shot last week where he was like, oh, I, I, I had like a string um cord headphones and that he beat all my friends and I was he was living rent free I was living rent free in his head and he was living rent free in my head whatever the hell he said well the, duh you're going and you're stepping in the ring you're, you're wrestling you, I'm going up against you of course you're living rent free in my head because I got to deal with you in the, in the week and a half when you um when well, you and attack also Brady I, I got sorry. go ahead sorry no, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was just going to ask, when you attacked Eric Martin at the last show, was that personal? What was the deal behind that? No, he just got in my way. Okay. Look, man, I just simply wanted to just go out there for my match, and he, he bucked me. Oh, really? 6'3", six, 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 three, six, three, 200-something pounds, he bumped me. He bumped the little guy. Hey, man, I was just walking out to the ring. He's an innocent guy. Mike. 
Okay. You beat up my boy, Mike. All I was doing was just, hey, I, I got a match to do. You know, I got a match to go wrestle. He bumps me. And then okay. he got upset because I was trying to wipe something off of his face, trying to wipe off something of his face, and he got upset. Just being polite. Yeah, yeah just being polite, bro. You're looking out for him. I, I understand. Right. I, I, I get that. There are a lot of people, Joey, and this isn't me, but there are a lot of people who point out that you've really struggled the last couple months since losing the ECWA title to Mr. Ulala. You've lost rematches. You've uh, you, you've just had a difficult go at it. Is this the beginning of a kind of redemption for Joey Ace? I, I, I struggled. I, I struggled. Look, What's 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 around this this shoulder right here? I struggle. Do I look like I struggle? Hey, you guys, does it look like I struggle? Does does, does PWI look like I struggled? One to watch the the January issue, the women's uh, top one one fifty. Does it does it look like I'm struggling? No. Fair enough. Any any other any other idiotic questions you have, Brady? Wow. Okay. Uh, I'm sure I could come up with a couple. Uh, <laughs> what what is Go ahead, it? Shoot, cowboy. What what? Why is it that you haven't been able to regain the ECWA heavyweight title then? If you're not struggling, I, I clearly haven't had a shot. I haven't had a rematch, and, and that's and that's not you know up up to me. It's the ECWA executives, you know, as Joe Zaloni, the uh, job. But he he's always kind of like try to keep keep me out of the picture kept me out of the ECW for almost 10 years until I showed up one day. So it's all him, but it's cool. It's fine. I'll deal with Eric Martin at Super Clash. And after that, let's see what happens. And obviously you have a point. I mean, if you've got the, the uh, Warriors of Wrestling title, um, maybe there is an element of politics with what's going on. Uh, how important do you think it was for them to have Mr. Ulala be the figurehead for the company for a little bit? What him be the figurehead? What is does he does well, he well, stop well, in the company? Well, I or mean he, he might he, he right run his shop. Well, let's see, let's see. Maybe he's the one ducking me because I think he is ducking me. But look, look, it it, it won't matter. It comes Super Clash, the ending of Super Clash, we might have a new champion. It could be a really good, you know, a very good professional wrestler coming out on top. And you know what? No sweat because I beat him too. So, do you, do you have a preference for who you'd rather face? Why? Just wondered. The fast buster. Why would I have a preference? Oh, okay. Go in there and do what I got to do. Simple as that. Uh, well, I, and one of the listeners actually wants to know what's your relationship with like with uh, Mike Law, because you guys, you know, you were close there for a while. It seemed like you were feuding, and now you're kind of back together as of the last show. Uh, what's that relationship like? Brothers fight. That's it. That's all you have to know. Brothers fight, and we make up. That's it. You could pick whatever sense. allegiance you want. You could write about it. Exactly. You guys have, you guys have siblings? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so mm-hmm. you guys fight, right? Oh, okay. Yeah, so... Do you always super kick your brother? That's it. Of course, you elbow drop. I'm sure you yeah. elbow drop your I, brother. Sure you I, I super kick my sister once. Sure yeah. You, yeah. 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 Y
All right. All right. I mean, you know, are you rigging out in this show, Brady? Fair enough. Uh, <laughs> I'll be on commentary. Like, you better duck once you introduce them. Like, just powder. We'll just say, you know, Joey Ason, out. I got super case for the last show, so that ain't happening again. I'm going to stay far away from the ring. I learned, Joey. I, I don't want to. Man, I won't hit you. <laughs> okay, fair enough. So, Joey, uh, so you've got Eric Martin coming up uh, uh, November 6th, ECWA Super Clash. Uh, I can assume that you're going to win that match. What what do you have uh, planned beyond November 6th? No, it's just trolling to November 13th, Warriors of Wrestling uh, event, intergender warfare with the, a win. That's it with the win. Another W. Another and then, w like everyone else, Brady, he's got Thanksgiving with the family. I mean, you know, you just you grill the guy for his first calendar. Yeah, like what? Like what do you want, Brady? You want to be invited to Thanksgiving at, at, at Joey Ace's place? Well, any of your offer? Okay. No. <laughs> no, but I and and I think. Um, What's really cool, you, like you mentioned the article with PWI and the the ones to watch, uh, Mike Bessler did a fantastic job with it. I, I read the piece, and uh, I, I was really happy for you. I was, because I think there aren't a lot of people that know about Joey, certainly not enough that should know about you. And uh, for those who aren't familiar, maybe tell us a little bit about yourself and your background there. Well, there's a podcast out. Uh I forget the name of the Taylor Seed something something is on Twitter. I retweeted it. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of background that people really want to know about the five star stud. But um but yeah, man, I've been doing this thing thirteen going on thirteen years. It is now when I'm starting to get that rub. You know, and that rub is me. That rub is me going out there and getting it done. Um so when there's articles out there also saying maybe I lost my stride or well, I lost momentum. No, I didn't lose any momentum. If anything, I've gained momentum. And I don't think one, you know, losing the, the World 1 ECWA Unified Championship on separate occasions, maybe it set me back, but look what it did. You know, it definitely relit that fire. Now, that's that's really it. If you, want, if you want to know about me, maybe we should just do a separate interview. But I don't really want to give the fans or you guys that satisfaction right now. Okay. It's late. It's Tuesday night. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, so yeah, so then sense. you're telling me the rumors are not true. You are not a second generation superstar. I just assumed you were the son of Johnny. Okay. Nobody. We're going to never sell that joke? All right. <laughs> It was pretty bad, to be fair. Brady, if you don't mind, I would like to ask you a question, because he's going up against a a pretty legitimate women's wrestler coming up at Intergender Warfare. Mm -hmm. Uh, How do you prepare for someone like Mm -hmm. Dylan Parasa? Well, she just lost the uh, AAA Women's Championship, did she? Uh, The Impact, I know. Yeah. Oh, was it the Impact? Yeah. I know she lost the Impact. It's it's more or less... how do you get ready for for how you, how do you get ready for for someone who was who's, who's ex-military? It's Steve Macklin. 
Yeah. <laughs> the same way I get ready for everybody, baby. That's it. I um but I, but I, I, got I, a few, I got a few tricks up to sleep. So Okay. I, I, I found it interesting. Uh, you know, we were talking okay. about momentum and uh, you know, you're talking about how I don't remember the exact words that you said, so I don't want to put words in your mouth, but along the lines of like people say you're struggling and maybe I even did that. Um but the truth is you got a title belt and it, the momentum continues to roll for you, uh, and it's certainly trending upward again. Um, I, I think the mistake that a lot of people make, Joey, is because you've main evented for so long, and there's such a track record of success now for a couple years in ECWA. I mean, the, la- the last two Super 8s prior to this one ended with you winning the title, you know? So mm-hmm. I think when you're not winning the title or when you're not in the main event or when you're not closing out a show – I think people kind of say that that's, that's where that lack of momentum, where, when they say that, that's where that comes from, I think. How do you how do you respond to that? Well, the last ECWA show, what happened? There was another W from our study. It doesn't matter if I'm, if I'm opening. It doesn't matter if I'm the end. It doesn't matter if I'm in the middle. I'm the main event, no matter where you slice it. And the Super 8 is synonymous with the Super 8 tournament. Two years, it's been me. It's been the main event. It's been for the ECWA Big Red. It hasn't been about the tournament. They've tried so hard to make it about the tournament. And that's because yes, it is. It's a prestigious tournament, but I made it a prestigious tournament around the main event and around the ECWA Big Red. And we haven't gotten there yet, but I'll be. I'll, I'm sure. Sure enough, Super Clash. I am the main event rolling into into 2022. When we go into that Super Eight, then. I would be the main event. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. And, and I have no doubt when you say it, generally you deliver on what you say. Uh, one of the fans actually wants to know uh, when we're going to see you running with Santana and Ortiz again in AEW. That remains to be seen. Okay. That remains to be seen. And none of us are second generation superstars. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So there's nothing special about a second-generation star. They're just somebody who was born into the right family. You know, there's, uh, come on, we're gonna let's go. Let's go to that. Let's go back to that for a second. Yeah. You, you guys don't think there's a certain level of nepotism in professional wrestling? Oh, no, for sure. For sure. Some people get born. There's a massive level of nepotism. Like you get born into something and then bam. Just because you have so and so's name or last name or junior at the end of it, that you're destined for this big superstardom, and then you, you watch him and, and it's just not there. That spark isn't there. Yeah, you don't want to miss the spunk. That's like for sure. To them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And look, don't get me wrong. There is there is hard work. Everyone works extremely hard. But when you really look at it, does it translate in in, in TV on TV? Let's be real. But and it could be 
it could be that they're working really hard. Guys but... watching it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you could work really hard, but are you working smart? Sure. And, and not only that. From the beginning. Yeah, and, and not only that, but like it, it kind of looks like um, the second generation star is working <laughs> extra hard or whatever. Uh, but you're not really focusing on what any other performer would be doing to get ready. How how are they working hard? You know, Joey, I know you're training what five, six, seven nights a week, right in the ring. Right now, these days is about two, three. Okay, well, you could have made yourself sound, uh, you know, two, three in the gym, about six, you know. Okay, no, no fair no, enough. It's, look, it's it's the truth. Like, come on, yeah. like we're we're look. Am I gonna like go? Oh yeah, I train seven days a week. No, I don't. I'm not in the ring seven days a week. And if I was, I'd be beat up. Do I go in there two, three times a week and kill myself in cardio drills? Yes. Do I hit the weights? Yes. Do I have a different style of training? Yes, I do. Okay. Do I have another job? Yes. <laughs> All right, but I mean, do you think that uh, you don't see how maybe being a you know a, a second generation or third generation star can potentially be a, a hindrance even to somebody? I mean, you know, let's let's be honest. The uh, the most popular guy in the industry is a third generation star, and you know, I don't think The Rock was handed his spot. I think he did something pretty special. Um, you know, and and I think it would have been easy for some of these guys that have bigger last names than Johnson. I mean, obviously Rocky Johnson was big for his time, but he wasn't, you know, he wasn't the, the super mega star that, that his, his son became. But I mean, you know, look, I mean, uh, Dust, Dustin Rhodes, if he doesn't deliver what he debuted in the early nineties, uh, you know, that would have been real easy for him to lose his spot. Um, <clears throat> but thankfully, he happened to be a pretty intense in-ring tactician. I mean, never—I don't know if he had a whole lot in the. Uh, he never really delivered for me too much in the personality until until Goldust. But you know, I mean, yeah. the, the guy—the guy worked hard. Uh, I think if you roll in there with that last name or that even that attachment, sometimes I think that could be a hindrance if you're not willing to put the work in. I think it could go one of two ways. flip a switch and you try to go in a direction that they didn't go in, that your family did not go in, and you tap into that to make your own way. And I think there's no expectation of family when you do that. So, and then there's the other way where you, you know, you take on the name, you take on the likeness of whether your uncle, your father, your whoever, and then you go that way and maybe in your mind try to live up to this expectation that really you set this bar up so high because everyone else is coming at you because you have to live up to this expectation. So then it's just a detriment to that person and it limits that person. And you can you can also you can almost see it when they're performing in the ring. When they're when they're going at it. So I think I think that that's it. Um, in in the cases now, I think um, I don't know what you guys were talking about with Charlotte, but like I think she's amazing. I think she's carved her own way. So there's no expectation of what 
her father did, no one's going to compare. Even though they, it's easy to do that, I don't think there's, there isn't a comparison. The Rock, there totally isn't a comparison to what his family did the generations before that. That's true. There's none. He went, yeah. he went in a different, completely different route where this guy is making money hand over mm-hmm. his books, endorsement. Uh, under the armor, we got the water, you got the energy drink, you got the yeah, movies, all of these things. So he just went in a completely different route. Now, sure, I know that his, his daughter is there, you know, in, in NXT, and she's probably thinking of ways in her mind, probably going a different direction than what what her father did, but taking a blueprint of it going. So. I- well, yeah, I, I, but that's my take on it. No, and, and you're right. I, I think that uh, being having a parent or a grandparent who was a star, I think it opens the door. But your talent is really what carries you. You know, Charlotte and, like you said, The Rock. And Randy Orton is another one, you know, who, like, totally different than his father and mm-hmm. uh, on such a whole different level than him. But for every one of them, there's a Ted DiBiase Jr. or a, or a, a Curtis Axel. You know, there's there's other – second-gen stars who were able to do nothing, you know, essentially, because yeah. uh, they just, they weren't in it like their parents were, and that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joey, uh, one of the listeners, and I keep getting these listener questions, which is great. Uh, one of the listener, one of the listeners wants to know, if you're that guy in ECWA, if you're that that stepping stone, that measuring, like, when somebody comes in, are you the guy that they're targeting? I don't I I don't feel like there's been a person yet that's come into ECWA and I've been the guy there to, to like oh okay like to step in the ring with maybe it's someone's goal when they come in but they haven't put that person or whoever they got to the test yet and I think the only one perhaps while I was there while I've been there has been Avery Good. That, I was going to mention him, yeah. Yeah, that came in and was like, all right, let's go, let's rock and roll. Um, to be honest, the match stipulation I didn't like. If I could look back on it, no. Like, I want him straight up next time. If there is a next time, I want him straight up. But um, to answer that I'm, question, the closest one is him. I'm sure there will be a next time for sure, Joey. Uh, and it seems like you're still uh, one of the uh, most well-respected and well-liked. And honestly, uh, in spite of how you're sometimes a, a rule breaker, you're, you're one of the more popular guys on the show, I think. I think that fans really uh, enjoy what you bring to the table. And I think that that's really a, a degree of respect in a way, you know, that you could be the bad guy, but that everybody knows that you definitely have something to offer for them. And I think that's really uh, telling. And and the fact that you're a top star in Warriors of Wrestling as well, I, again, I think it's really telling. Uh, Joey, what do you have coming up? I, I know you mentioned June, with June 6th is ECWA Super Clash. June 13th, Warriors of Wrestling with the Intergender. June? Uh, well, well, one, I'm sorry, you? November. November, I'm sorry. <laughs> I do that all the time. <laughs> Brady's your agent. He got bookings for you. Yeah. Yeah, right. Shut up. You got <laughs> I was in September saying November, so don't, it's nothing. Uh, I'm a mess. Uh, 
right, right after that, the uh, the weekend, no, not the weekend after that, November 21st, not that. The weekend after that, I know um, it hasn't been just yet confirmed, but there's something there in New Jersey. Um, and then the weekend uh, after that, I think it's uh, Warriors of Wrestling. And again, then the weekend after that, I got to get you there as a date. Uh, there's, there's something else in Jersey, Richfield Park. But those haven't been completely confirmed, and I haven't announced that one yet. Okay. Well, if people yeah, want to, like it's going to be a, it sounds like it's going to be a busy few weeks coming up for Joey. I guess you could say it's going to be a oh, yeah. November to remember. To remember. <laughs> Hell yeah. ECW. ECW. Oh, speaking of ECW. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'll ask you. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I know what you. I was going to ask. Speaking of ECW, I totally forgot. I, I forgot to include that in my notes. So you wrestled Tommy Dreamer recently. What was that experience like? Yes, I did. It was amazing. Come on, I'm in there with the innovator of violence. Yes, I know, the big elephant in the room, right, where dark side of the ring and this and that. Look, mm-hmm. at first, I'm going to be honest, I was like, wait a minute. I'm in there with this guy. How is this going to affect me? But then I thought about it, and I thought about it alone. I didn't go to anyone for advice or any – I thought about it. And, look, you guys could disagree with me or not, and it's cool. But we live in a country where there's a freedom of speech. And I don't think one should be canceled and their whole life destroyed because of freedom of speech. On that note not condoning anything that happened. No, hell no. You don't do that. You don't at all. But it's kind of like we kind of fall under this thing in entertainment that's so different things. And it's it's crazy. Has anyone seen the Dave Chappelle Netflix special? Yes. Exactly. Like, he jokes around. He gets us laughing. You know, but there's there's a thing that's like, come on, like we're we're gonna cancel people for whatever. But look, anyway, the the situation with him was very different. Um, and you know, I'm not like I feel for the woman that what happened, um, things like that on it shouldn't happen at all. Uh, but also like with TV production, everything, like. Know what you say, watch what you say, and how you say it, because it will get edited, you know, to fit a certain narrative, you know? And that's what it was. Um, And, you know, it sucks for everybody involved, um, because people lose money and people, you know, and and their livelihood, and it sucks. Uh, Everybody involved, right? So that's, that's how I feel on that, how I felt. Going into the match with him, it was amazing. It was 50-something years old for doing it for so long. The man is sharp, and I felt like he was sharper than me. Um, but, yeah, it was it was great to be in there, to hear, you know, Alex and Chains blast in the, in, the, in the building. You know, it felt like I was – it was my Elks Lodge, you know. Um, yeah. It was cool. But, but then again, he went down to the elbow drop. So, so yeah. Um, he came and tried to take my title, and that wasn't happening. So, okay. again, five stars above the rest. Still, Warriors of Wrestling, heavyweight champ. And 
Yeah, momentum. Back to what you were saying, Brady. I lost momentum. I am losing momentum. If anything, I gained going right in the super clash. All the momentum in the world, baby. I like it. Joey, if people want to keep tabs with you, what you got going on, what's your social media like? Social media. Uh, Instagram is at JoeyAce88. My Twitter is at JoeyAce1988. And then you can catch me on Facebook, JoeyAce. If, if you don't request me as a friend, you can follow me. But those are all three. Okay. Well, thank you so much for the time, Joey, and I can't wait to see you on November 6th. It's going to be a great time, and I can't wait to see you. I'll see you November 6th. Oh, come on. I thought we were boys. You're my puppy. You're puppy. <laughs> How much is this uh, super kick He's crazy? just playing like, a role. Go fund me? <laughs> this guy plays so many roles. You, uh, you, you, saw, you, saw, you saw how I got kicked. You, yeah. You don't want to see that happen again. That that was bad. So no nah, man, you, I don't you play so many roles, Brady. For sure, you wear a lot of masks. You play this good guy. You play this bad guy. You know, you ask these crazy questions, then you ask me ooh ooh these these personal questions, and I don't know how to feel around. <laughs> I just try to mix it up. Just just trying to just feel just the love, to, Joey. Feel the love. Peel, peel the peel Brady. the layers, you know. Peel the layers. Do, Joey. do do you guys do you guys feel that way about him too? <laughs> We're new. <laughs> well, we've known him for a long time. Yeah, we've, known, yeah. we've known Brady for years. We go way back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so he likes to he likes to flip, flip coins. He's just like, all right, mm, mm, he's I'm going to Yeah, he's working. He's always working an angle. <laughs> He's a wizard. <laughs> you're the man, Joey. Thank you for the time. No, you're the man. You're the poppy. I love Sometimes. you, brother. All the time. Thank you. <laughs> you're 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 the man. I'll talk to you, Joey. Thank you so much. Thank you, Joey. Thank you. Thanks for your time. And uh, you guys, be sure to check out Joey on social media as well. I will put up links to all that stuff with the show description as well. Uh, we're going to take a real quick commercial break, and on the other side, we will open the phone lines. Cheryl, I see we got Tora on there, so that'll be fun. Uh, 914-314-338-1885. <laughs> it's in the room on the VOC Nation Wrestling Network. Be right back. This is the Swifter, the Doctor of Style, and you're listening to VOC Nation. Check out In the Room. Every Tuesday night at 9. Listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star Stro Maestro, Cassie Fitz, Matt Grimm. And you and Ray are there too, right, Ray? We sure are, and we've got great guests like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Taku, and more. It's a heck of a party. Plus, I didn't get thrown off uh, buildings. And then, uh, I didn't get pregnant either. Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into, like, snuff film territory there. In the room. 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation. Wrestling with History, the voice of choice, and Killer Ken Wrestling. When I die, they're going to open me up and find about 2,000 undigested Northwest Airlines cheese omelets. Mr. Chris Cruz, what's going on? Jesus, how did I get roped into this? General Adnan went to school with Saddam Hussein. He cried, I cried, he cried, and who could have cried? Adnan lost a lot of family in the Iraqi war. Every 
everybody loves Granny. Wow. Yeah, see, a lot of people don't know that. Yes, Taylor, you guys are busting me up. Catch Wrestling with History with Ken Resnick and I live on VOCNation.com or listen to the podcast by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. On Wrestling with Problems, we deal with two things, wrestling and problems. On the wrestling side, we cover the major fads as well as the indies. As far as problems go, we cover our problems, American problems, and world problems. Sometimes the problems are even related to wrestling. Every week, comedian King David Lane and wrestler, promoter, Chris Best discuss the best and especially the worst in the world of wrestling with a heaping dose of comedy. Check us out live on VOCNation.com or on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week. Talking dream matches. Taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out. VOCNation.com. WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. Yo, this is Jerry Stein with the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs, yeah, you get ready to get nasty. Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby, because it's about to get nasty all around and up in this mother. Get ready. Nasty Sensation is coming at you. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back. It's In the Room on the VOC Nation Wrestling Network, right here live on VOCNation.com. Brady Hicks, uh, we've got Papa Stroh, we've got Patrick Hackett, we've got Kevin Brady. Wow. Uh, should we call Goodbye. him the Tasmania? I let you. <laughs> You're slightly ah. more intimidating than the real Taz. <laughs> <laughs> we got Kevin Brady as Tess. Uh, check it out on the YouTube page. We are also welcoming back Derek McDonald to the program. Well, what, what are you Derek, doing, Derek? How are you doing, Derek? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Uh, my man cave is just about done, so I should be able to join you guys on video in the next week or two. So that'll be fun. Oh, I can't wait. Awesome. I can't yeah. wait. And, and, and speaking of joining you, I, I'm, I'm kind of quickly becoming... Uh, what a lot of you guys have become, like you, Derek, and I, I got engaged this weekend. So, Nelly uh, right. and I are right. set to, uh, yeah. Thank you. Right. Thank you. Yeah. Welcome to the club. If she doesn't, I mean, already we're fighting, so who knows how long that'll last. Sounds about, sounds no, about right, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I, I had the bike stolen off my porch, so I was yelling everything that I shouldn't have yelled tonight, so. Uh, it's all good. It's all good. Nine one four three three. Not you know, not not like really bad stuff. But you know, I was pretty mm-hmm. mad, so, and I didn't want to hear anything positive. So nine one four three three eight eighteen eighty five. Before we jump back in, Stro, what do you got? Now that you took a sip, what do you got going on this week? Ah, uh, well, uh, big week. Uh, Thursday night, WWE Retro, nine p.m. Eastern Standard Time on DavisConnections.com. We're having a special Halloween special, and uh, we're also continuing the What If. Scenario. So if you guys want to call in, have some fun. Thursday night, feel free. Uh, Friday night, my um, hard sci-fi show, the Stro Zone. 
at midnight Eastern Standard Time at facebook.com slash throw the maestro. The, uh, the feature for Friday night will be Abbott and Costello meets Frankenstein from back oh. in the day. Oh, oh yeah. So Such please. a good movie. Yes. I'm really oh. excited to showcase Often that. Often unheralded. Saturday, I'm going to this premiere, red carpet premiere of a film that will be a starring in called uh, The Devil's Daughter, Harlequin Origin Story, which I star as Dr. Arkham in that particular film. And it'll be at the Golden Ticket Cinema's Twin Theater in Lenoir, North Carolina. Okay. And proceeds proceeds will be going to Grace's Hands, who helps out uh, people that deal with domestic violence. Okay. For Grace's moments. And then the next day, uh, the film will be released on social media for their Facebook page, uh, facebook.com slash Real Devil's Daughter. So uh, once I once they release the link, I'll, uh, I'll forward it to you guys so you can check it out. Awesome. You are... Uh, it amazes me how busy you keep yourself. I don't know how you do it. Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> like I do this show and I'm pretty way too much. Yeah. Mm. Like I do this show and I'm pretty much like this is my week. Like <laughs> I got nothing else going on this week, so uh, I'm only kidding, of course. But uh, yeah, so nine one four three three eight eighteen eighty five. Uh, Dustin, I see you're on the line, and I promise you're up first. Just just give us one minute here. We were talking about Charlotte. And I just real quick wanted to wrap that up because we kind of dove right into the interview. But Charlotte apparently is developing this uh, god-awful reputation backstage in WWE. And it's a shame. It's crazy to think how, like, how much WWE loves the flares and, like, you know, everything was flare this and flare that and, like, part of their legacy. Even when it wasn't, like, revisionist history tells us that Ric Flair was in WCW, so he was part of WWE, right? That's part of the uh, the genius of this whole thing. But, yeah, no Rick, And now Charlotte is at odds. It's, it's crazy. Derek, i I got to start with you. What do you think about all this? It's, um, it's, it's weird because, you know, the, the Internet, they hate Charlotte. Um, so it, she's finally given them a reason other than, you know, them booking her to win as many titles as she's won. She's finally given them a reason not to like her. Um, it's, I hear people going, oh, you know, she's trying to get out the company and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, it wasn't, that's my thought. Wasn't it, just a mu- wasn't it just a month ago where Rick was saying she'll never leave, she loves it there, they treat her, you know, like a queen, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Um, I don't think she's trying to get out. I think she knows where her standing is in that company. They said she doesn't like creative, you know, something along the lines of she wanted to drop the belt to Bianca, and they said no. So I think she's trying to kick up some dust, cause some problems, and maybe see some change. I don't know. It's it's. I'm not backstage, so I hate to, like, try to guess. And, you know, Becky doesn't seem like the most likable person either. So I can see how. <laughs> how dare you? Everybody <laughs> loves her, though. I mean, from what I was reading, she's they they called her a, a damn hero in the locker room. The patron saint of Ireland herself. <laughs> well, I, I hate. I mean, it's well documented. I hate Becky. Um, I hate the promo she cut. I think the best thing that happened to her career was Nia Jax punched her in the face, and she got out of that match oh. around the Rousey. Um, <laughs> what kind of monster are we bringing on <laughs> here? We're just talking about how you you need to be. Yeah. You must also, also eat think, Irish potatoes and whiskey. 
I mean, I hate Conor McGregor if you want to be honest. I mean, my name, my last name, I mean, Derek. <laughs> yeah, he's very hateable. Yeah, it's pretty easy. I mean, look. Do, do you not, guys not like, like Becky Tubel? I mean, my name is Derek McDonald. They called me the Black Irishman when I was in college. I think I'm entitled to, to have these takes, aren't I? <laughs> I, mean, I thought they called you Roy G. Bibb. That too, yeah. Every day, every time. Roy G. Bibb. Yeah. I, uh... <laughs> but yeah, I, but, I don't know. Go ahead. Yeah. Do, do you think there's a chance... Sorry. Do you think there's a chance that WWE leaked this just to make people people hate Charlotte more? Like, just because she gets such what a... What do they get out anyway? of that? Because people are going to hate her even more, and they're going to talk about her and continue to watch her. Well, that's how WWE thinks. That's how WWE thinks. I don't know. See, there's you know, definitely a leak there. There's definitely a leak, because it's yeah, been yeah, yeah. more prevalent than it ever has. The stuff that gets out backstage, yeah. like, it's, it's a lot. That's because people are unhappy. The cynic, in me, yeah. the cynic in me thought, well... The next pay-per-view of Survivor Series, you got to do Charlotte and Becky unless one of them drops the title. You know, they love doing the we screwed Brett thing at Survivor Series. So a part of me thinking, hmm, I wonder if they're building this up for Survivor Series so people can actually care for a Charlotte-Becky match. But I don't know. It's so much stuff leaking out. uh, Or Charlotte. Like, I saw a report that goes, people close to Charlotte want her to get out of her contract. And I'm thinking, by people close to her, do you mean Andrade, her boyfriend? (laughs) <laughs> like what are you what, what are you <laughs> yeah. talking about? Um, it's it's just so weird how much information. You know her dad doesn't want her to leave. Yeah, yeah, you know Rick. Yeah, Rick understands. Yeah, if, so. if Becky slaps on the figure four late in that match, um, you, you you should probably start watching the ref. <laughs> it is pretty Start crazy, again. you know. I I would I would then they'll go to commercial. I I would hope. <laughs> I would hope that the referee would not go into that match with predetermined ideas about who's going to go in and win, like he did against, like Earl Hebner did against Brett. You know, I, I just hate you. to see guys lose legitimate matches by fraud. I hate that. Brady, what just happened? I, I hate that. Right. 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 I'm just, I'm just mad. I didn't, I didn't come back. What are we doing? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't come back. Bret Hart slur, slit. All right, I'm not here for the Bret Hart bashing. Not it's all real to me, damn it. <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm just playing, of course. Uh, let's go to the phones. You guys are going to have fun with this one. Uh, we have all the way from Will, no, from Orlando? Orlando, yes. right? We have Dustin. Yes. What's up, right. pal? How you doing? Mm. Doing mm. good. Dustin, I was thinking about you because Seth Rollins won the number one contender the other night. you got to be stoked. No, I'm not actually. Why? that work. You know what? Uh, I was like, I was like, oh hell no. Why? Well, Biggie's the champion. I don't want Biggie losing. Well, he's not, so you're okay. Oh, I thought you hated Biggie. No. Yeah. What's, no. what's happening here? Yeah, you did. You did like, oh, you hate Biggie? Yeah. Yeah, you hated everything about him. He's a clown champion. Dustin just updated no. his relationship status to it's complicated with Seth Rollins. It's complicated. <laughs> it's complicated. <laughs> <That's wrong. laughs> yes. Oh man, we uh, missed you, Dustin. How you doing? Good. Um, uh, honestly, you know when Becky returned mm-hmm. to win title, and then, and then they had this title switch thing, which the company put themselves in that situation. Uh, it, it, it's stupid. They did. They did. 
What is stupid? It is stupid. Well, with they the title have, switch. Um, the title switch. They should have just like had them switch titles backstage and act like that was the belt that they had all along. That's <laughs> yeah. what they should have yeah. done. Yeah. That'd be great. Put them yeah. Yeah. In that company did, so. He's right. I mean, the company did put themselves in this situation when they wrote the storyline. <laughs> you know what they should do, Dustin? They should just make two purple women's belts because it's red and blue, you know, and then just they each have a purple belt. Then it doesn't matter. Well, well, well Brady, here's saying that, that yeah, there should be one woman's title. For all those women? They have a lot of women. Yeah, yeah. for both divisions, there should be one yeah. champion. So no tag team champions? Well, well no. I'm talking about the singles title. Like, there should be one women's singles, title okay. for, the, for, the, for, the, yeah, for the women's division, like for both brands. Okay. Like one, one champion. So what, so I, actually, I actually agree with this guy. Um, I, I hate the idea of separate Raw and SmackDown champions. I just think the whole brand has been me the too. dumbest shit ever. Just, you know, let's have everyone compete for everything on every show. You know, the, the brand split does nothing but limit your product. Right? Well, you, you limit, you're limiting your options. And it upsets your networks who you're answering to now. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, and and they've taken ideas from us in the past. I always thought what they should have done. Derek, I think you agreed with me. Um, it should, from the beginning, it should just be a soft brand split, you know? These are the wrestlers yeah. that are on roll this month. Next month after the pay-per-view, we're going to mix it up. And, like, we don't need, you know, you just, you. I mean, they're already moving people that are in feuds to oh. a different brand mm-hmm. to continue their feud, which is a- absolutely stupid. Um, I don't think that there should be set rosters. I think it should be, I tune into Raw, this is who I'm going to see, and next month it might be different. Yeah, um, the day how it was prior to, you know, prior to this whole brand split draft idea, it was, if you turned on SmackDown, you were just as likely to see The Rock as you were Stone Cold. Same right. for Raw. I mean, you know, if you want to, if you want, and, and look, this all comes down to internal booking. You can book the show without having a brand split to make sure that, you know, uh, the two networks that are hosting your, your main shows are getting a fair split. You know, you can book it where, okay, well, uh, Seth Rollins is going to be the, the main fixture on Raw this week and Brock Lesnar on SmackDown this week, and then next week just flip it around and everybody's happy. Yeah. But instead yeah. you put these, these um, artificial barriers up and it becomes a situation where it's like, well, now Seth Rollins can only feud with Roman Reigns or, or whoever because those are the only big names you have on the show. Yeah. I have no idea who's on what show. Well, um, you're pretty good. Nice or, or you break up an established tag team and then make a makeshift tag team with two guys that weren't teaming. It's stupid. It's dumb, dumb. Um, One of these times, um, uh, my party is going to be makeshift tag team. Yeah. And how sure. much I love them. Oh, you do? Okay. Well, I mean, oh, sometimes God, I love makeshift tag teams. Sometimes they do. You got Snickers bar? You'll be here a while. What, yeah. What's up, Chris? <laughs> <laughs> uh, One of the greatest tag teams of all Raquel time. Raquel Gonzalez was loose tonight. That's pretty makeshift. Yeah. What's that? I was shocked to see Raquel Gonzalez lose the title. That was a cool, that's a cool moment they did. Did I? Now, did Mandy Rose take off her brown wig? No, no uh, Dakota oh. Kai was in a costume, hit her with a shovel, did the whole oh. thing. It was cool. Okay, so yeah, I watched see. it in the break. Okay. Yeah. Very so, cool. Yeah, I was shocked. Justin, uh, I didn't think there, it was going to happen. You were there when Dakota Kai won the title, weren't you? No, you mean, you you mean, you mean Raquel? Yeah. No. Yeah. No, I was there yeah. when Raquel won the belt, but no, I haven't been That's since. what I said. Okay. 
It's exactly what he says. Yeah. Okay. Are, are you friends with the little Bailey girl that's now making life hell for workers? Yeah, poor MSK. <laughs> yeah, that was terrible. Well, he shouldn't have choke slammed her. <laughs> it should be an 11 year old. And... Yeah. It was like, it was like uh, we did an indie show years ago, and Rap Boy, the caller, he got, he, and I, I know he sounds big and tough. This guy is no, really scrawny and short, and yeah. He's exactly what yeah. you'd expect. Yeah, you know who he looks like? He looks like Blue from uh, old school. That's who he looks yeah, like. Yeah, I saw that. He posted a picture. He yeah, does. yeah, he does. So he took a choke slam from a seven foot tall wrestler and he broke his uh, shoulder. Dustin, who would have thought that would happen? Uh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> who have we learned it? nothing from um, that? Stranded? So, uh, Brady. <laughs> so next week, uh, Bianca Blair's fighting uh, Becky for the title. What do you think's gonna happen with that? So it's Bianca Blair versus Becky. Becky for the title. It's for the title. Yeah. Obviously, the oh, greatest geez. woman wrestler of all time, the president of Ireland, the only woman to have six belts at one time, <laughs> Rebecca Lynch, will will be Rebecca Quinn. As, oh, Rebecca Quinn Lynch. Sorry, I yeah. forgot. She's, that's, uh, that's actually, 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 Lynch Quinn. Um. Actually, yeah. Brady. Actually, it, it's Rebecca Lopez. She's she's married to Seth Rollins. You know what? Well, what? Rebecca Rebecca Lopez. No. Are, you, are you sure about that? Lynch. Yeah. She better hold. Yeah. She better she's hold married to Seth Rollins. Black. No, dude. Well, that's that's ironic, isn't it? Right. Um, she. She better hope Ronda Rousey shows back up because that's the only time she's even remotely interested is when Ronda's around. So, uh, I thought it was Colby Smothers. Or Colby I mean, Smothers Rousey or something like that. Everyone looked interesting by comparison. So. Okay. Yeah. You said her last name Smothers, baby? I don't know, Dustin. No, seriously, she's married to Seth Rollins. They got married back, back, and back in August. What? No. Were you invited? Get out of here. Wait a minute. Really? But they got married back in August, but wait a minute. That kid yeah. was born last December. Yeah, they got married. They got married in August. Yeah, Rob Ford is living in sin. Is that a bastard? Oh, no. oh these great nasty bastards. They had Mama a cock. So. They had a cock. <laughs> Seriously, wait a, minute, uh, uh, wait a minute. I don't know. Because Bianca Belair is married to Montez Ford. Her last name isn't Bianca Ford. Yeah. Are you sure about this? Bianca Ford is a no, really just, bad uh, No, I'm just, uh, I'm just, I'm just saying, you know. <laughs> It's a very good stage name, though, to get what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah. <laughs> Give it up uh, for no. Bianca. Um, <laughs> so, uh, now on the main stage. Oh, one more thing, Brady. I wanted to mention before I get off here. Uh, uh, they split uh, the the women's no, tag team division has no tag no get tag off. teams now. They split up they split up the tag teams they, they had, what? and then they get the titles to Rhea Ripley and and uh and and uh. You had me at get off. I missed your point. What was that? Well, they split up the tag team. They split up He's the tag team. He's getting the women's tag team division. Is what I'm saying. They split up the women's tag team. And the draft. It's stupid. Yeah. And there's no one for Rhea Ripley and uh, Nikki Cross to defend the house against. They split all the teams. They're a makeshift. They're a makeshift tag team. They could fight anybody. Yeah, makeshift tag team. Yeah, and they could take on. They could take on Trish Stratus and Carmella. Who knows? No. Anybody. It's all up for grabs. Next thing you know, Carmella's probably married to somebody. I don't know what this guy is talking about. You know, Dustin, I, I married really, to Big Kaz. 
Dustin, I had a really good one for you. I got I got to mention before we let you go. So I was watching the Beth Phoenix documentary on uh, on because I couldn't sleep last night. So I was oh. watching the Beth Phoenix thing on Peacock. No, no, no. I, I mean, I did fall asleep, but I, I saw most of it. But Dustin, oh, Dustin left. Oh, damn it. I was going to ask him if he knew that Santino Morella didn't actually speak with an Italian accent. I had no <laughs> idea. By the way, when yeah. you saw the controversy so about weird, Chris though. Pratt, yeah. all the controversy about Chris Pratt providing the voice for Super Mario and the upcoming Super Mario movie, <laughs> I ask you this. Why didn't they cast Santino? You know, live action. Oh, wow. <laughs> that would have been amazing. That would have been yeah. amazing. Even oh, for yeah. voiceover work, you know, that would have been yeah. great. It's a me, Santino. <laughs> so we were talking about... <laughs> we were talking about uh, Bianca Ford, uh, which would be amazing. Uh, Patrick, <laughs> you wanted to talk tonight about wrestling names. Oh, man, did I ever want to talk about wrestling names. It's all because of... I think it's mostly the guys who come out of New England who get renamed that upset me. Like, w- when I look at, at D-Jack and all of a sudden he's T-Bar, and I'm like, he <laughs> had a perfectly good name. And yeah. Carmelo Hayes is, is fine. Carmelo Hayes is, is fine. But, like, Christian Casanova, that pops. My dude, my dude Anthony Green gets yeah, signed. I mean, that's a very 80-day Christian August, Casanova. August What's Gray. That? Yeah. August Gray. Right. August Gray. Like, I love, I love on, him, by the way. You're going to the name Gray? Yeah. Like, <laughs> and and it's, it's all this whole Braun Breaker thing. Like, why? Why are you going away from Steiner? Why do you think that taking Matt Riddle's first name away is not going to lead to Google searches about Matt Riddle? Like, if you're that upset about the stuff that he's done. And why is Bobby Lashley not Robert Franklin Lashley? Like, that would be an amazing gimmick. Robert Franklin Lashley? I I would would imagine imagine a lot of it has to do with them protecting their brands, right? I mean, you're given this shitty name, and if you build this shitty name up, then when they go to AEW and get a better name, they're still known. But, you know, uh, the the prime, uh, what, the... uh, John Moxley, what was what was he in the Dean Ambrose, which is a yeah. terrible name, right? But yeah. that's the name everyone knows him by. I yeah. still well. call him that. I can't remember John Moxley half the time. It's uh, <laughs> I just like their their ability to name things. It should be so much easier than this, and they I, I botch think... it now. Be... Bianca Belair, that's a good Some name. Some of them are that, funny. That... That's a good name. But some of yeah. them are funny, like Brian Danielson, Daniel Bryan. Or Daniel Bryanson. See, when he went to AEW, they should have called him Daniel Bryanson. It would have been funny, and it would have been a neat little nod, you know, and they could have owned the name. Uh, somebody actually corrected me. Bobby Lashley's name is Franklin Roberto Lashley. So I apologize go. about that. I apologize I just, about that, that, Franklin. Why? What is against first names in this company? Why can't people have first names or two names? I don't know. Now, now heck, you want to talk about some dumb names, so... You know, for my topic, I was doing a little research today, and I was watching a match that featured uh, the Authors of Pain. Oh, that yeah, was a yeah. great name. Yeah. No, the, not the tag team name. Doesn't they should have had the fact that the two guys were named Occam and Razor. Yeah. Yeah. What yeah. yeah. And then they go with... Yeah. 
they they take the War Raiders and name them after uh, a Los Angeles Angels utility player as Eric and Ivar for Eric Ivar. Come on, man. And how many times, if you remember when they came up to the main roster, how many times did they change their names before they settled on them? It was like the Viking Raiders. It was the Viking Experience. It was the Raider Experience. It was, I mean, uh, the, there were so many. Ron Breaker. Oakland Breaker, Raiders, the, day, the Las Vegas Raiders, the Los Angeles right. the day, Raiders. The day that Braun Breaker debuted, right, that morning he was still Rick Steiner. And then like three hours before the show started, they changed his name to Braun Breaker. So that shows you how last yeah. minute these name changes are. And it's such oh. a dumb name. Again, it's such a dumb name. Like it's one thing if you come up with a badass name. Yeah. Um, I I don't know. Like sometimes when they have it long enough, you get used to it. Like Seth Rollins yeah. for me was like just sounded so generic when he took it, and I was mm-hmm. like, you know, I mean, come on. That's uh, well, I mean, you that's look at the name, Colby Lopez. It, come on, you know. It yeah. was always gonna be Roman. That was like he got the name. Like well, yeah, yeah it's Roman. I, I hate his name. I hate his name. Really? You hate the name? But I hate the name. Like I hate the name. I think it's stupid. They were it just sounds like, like, I don't know. Like, I just see name. him, like, jacking his fist all the time, and it's like, I, I don't know. No, I don't like, no, I don't like that at all. That's not his name. That's, that's not his kind of name. Yeah. 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 Can, we, can we screen cap what, what Brady was just doing? <laughs> he, he should be like this in. when he's done. <laughs> I mean, that's, he's just begging you to be gift. Gift? Yeah. There's a really funny <laughs> one with uh, where Vince is like sitting in the chair and Roman's oh, going yeah. like this, and Vince yeah, is like, ah. <laughs> it was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. Yeah, no, but sometimes the names are stupid, and sometimes it, it, you know the one that really bugs me is like I don't understand how the Dudley Boys could be the Dudley Boys for what was it seven eight years together, and then they go to WWE. It probably wasn't even that long. But they go to WWE, and now WWE owns their name that they've been using all that time. And now when they leave, they got to change their names. Is that because Vince owned WCW? I mean, ECW, is that what it was? Or I, ECW? I, I think it probably no, I think was. No, I think it was probably part of – it was probably part of signing them to the contract to bring them on. They probably should have held the name the Dudley yeah. Boys if they wanted to, but at the time they brought them in, they didn't have exactly many options. Other which, is, which is why some people, you know, want to change their name just in case. Or, like, in the case of Ricochet, I imagine Ricochet has some trademarks on his name. Probably. Um, if not, you can always go back and to the And it depends, though. you know. I mean, they, they, if times were different, like, let's say now they sign AJ Styles, maybe they wouldn't have called him AJ Styles in 2021. I don't I know. I was wondering I was wondering if he was going to get a different name. I imagine you he know? had to fight for that. CM Punk is another one. Like when he was with WWE, it's like because people still don't even know what CM stands for. I can't. I, I'm shocked. Or, or, or EC3 is another one. Like yeah. you know, when it, the name has a context outside of WWE, I don't understand why they're the ones that get to keep their names. It, I don't it get must it. be part of negotiations. Yeah, and I think yeah, yeah, I think when you're as big as a name as CM Punk was when they signed him, he probably has that. Yeah. That's that ability to, uh, to hold yeah, the right position. Daniel Bryan. The guy that, that surprises me—I mean, the guy that surprises me—is Eric Young. How has he been in like every company as Eric Young? That's not his. Is name. that his real? Yeah. That's not his name. Not his real I mean, name. I actually, I just double checked it. 
It's Jeremy something. Fritz. I love you, Jeremy Eli. Fritz. Yeah, that's right. He's, uh, yeah. Sorry, Derek. Were you saying something? No, I was just saying I was agreeing. I think if you have a big name before you get there, I think that's when they let you keep it. Kind of like, you know, you can't call Samoa Joe anything else but Samoa Joe because that's what people know him as. So I think it'd be hard to bring like, him. Like the King Harley Race. Yeah, yeah, right? Well, Vince Pyke, though, he was in that rinky dink NWA. But, yeah, it's it's kind of hard. Should have called the Hawaiian Giuseppe. To change the I mean, look, part look, of it, look what he, part of it is, the run I think what Derek's saying is correct. Part of it is how much can Vince profit off of your name by keeping it what it is mm. uh, versus having ownership of it. So, like, you know, if you're coming mm. in as an established name, then, sure, you can keep your name because I'm going to profit off of Ric Flair while I have Ric Flair. Do you, know, Do you think? You know, I, uh, I mean, I, I don't know. Steve Flair, I'm not gonna yeah. I mean, okay, so like Samoa Joe, for example, like he got mm-hmm. let go by WWE, but they brought him right back. We don't know if he's allowed to be called Samoa Joe when he leaves, do we? CM Punk, I, I would like, no. They they fired CM Punk. I would imagine he can take that name. Like I I like I heard Daniel Bryanson didn't want to change his name, or he wanted to change his name. <laughs> Daniel Bryanson wanted to change his name because um, he could retain it when he left WWE. Yeah. See, right, so that's why in WWE they didn't refer to him as the American Dragon, right? Because yeah. He, yeah. Yeah. he didn't want to go by that in WWE because he, that was his name, you know, on, on the yeah. indie circuit. Yeah. And he came in He came in when they were changing everybody's name. That's when Moxley became Ambrose and, you know, Tyler Black became Seth Rollins. So he was kind of, you know, Cesaro had had to change his name from Claudio Castanoli. So he he came in when they were changing all those guys' names. So he had to, you know, he had to, you know, well, I'm not going to let him keep it if I go in. So let me just play the game. And when he came in, they changed everything about him. Like, I'm pretty sure now he probably still gets stops in airports and people still call him Daniel Bryan. And he's wrestling on TV as Bryan (laughs) Billington again. Oh yeah, definitely. I still call him that. I can never remember his name half the time. It's Daniel Bryan now. Come on, Mr. Bauer. Yeah, well, I mean, so he's a guy that was coming. You know, he was coming in. He's an interesting case because he was coming in as a superstar on the indie circuit, but the mainstream didn't know Daniel Bryan, or Bryan yeah. Danielson, or you know whatever <laughs> freaking one it was. Um, you know, and but WWE built him up with that other name, and then suddenly, you know, everybody knows the, you know, the the yes gif is is all over the internet. So everybody knows him just for that. Which is, do does WWE have rights to that? Because that nobody seems to owns be a gifts. <laughs> no, I know that. Thank you. You can't own gifts. <laughs> I like. He's saying he's being very coy, like, oh yeah, that's you know, let's see what the fans do on their own. That's something I used to do, and I'm like, they definitely own that. And certainly, like, certainly, I saw an, I saw an interview. I saw an interview where he said they they asked him not to do it. So the fact that they asked him not to do it. I wonder if yeah. they don't yeah. own it, and they're just like, come on, you know, because he he seems like a good enough. Guy. Watch that Hall of you Fame know. payday. I was about to say, when this AEW contract's up in a couple of years, you know he's headed back to <laughs> So he probably just wants to play nice with everybody. Yeah. yeah that's true. Yeah. Well, so, like, what, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, you know, with, with Kurt Angle, when he went to TNA, it, it couldn't be, it's true, it's damn true. It had to go, it's real. It's damn real. Yeah. Yeah. And there's always little tweaks like that. I think everybody wants to make it their own when they 
when they get the person. So with WWE, I, I mean, obviously you weren't there, um, but you know, as a part of WCW, um, did they kind of impress on you that you should change your name, or was that like something that you kind of preemptively did? No, that was just something. Because um, actually, when I arrived in WCW, I was still known as Gorgeous George the Third. Right. Yeah. They all called you George, and, didn't they? Yeah, pretty much. Oh, you got to tell the Scott Hall story when you're done. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, the Maestro deal was something that you know I worked yeah. out in the meeting with Eric Bischoff. Okay. And um, it, it's fun. Oh, the, the Scott Hall story. Okay, here we go. So oh, I'm yeah, in the yeah, office, yeah. right? I'm in the <laughs> office, funny. you know. This is when I first, I first started with the company, right? And I'm in the office with these agents, and here comes Hall Nash walking in. And uh, Scott and I uh, tagged in Memphis back when uh, USWA had a working relationship with WWE, and uh, he was Razor Ramon. And we had uh, we tagged, got the tag together, and... Um, First thing Scott said was him and Hall walked, I mean, Nash walked in and saw me. He said, hey, George. Hey, doing, buddy? Remember we used to beat up Lawler in Memphis? <laughs> 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 and all the agents, like, looked at me and said, that was you, of course. <laughs> oh, my God. That's, That's funny. funny. That's really funny. Uh, let's go to, uh, let's go to Rat Boy. What, what's going on, Rat Boy? Oh. Yeah, we got you got to take these calls. That's the life life. <laughs> it sure is a nice one because I just changed my name. I just changed my yeah, name. It's not Rat. It's not Rat no more. It's not. And it's not Rat. You are just formerly known as. I am. No. But I'm a Rat Stewart. Rat Stewart. Well, it's the big Rat. We got nope, a couple I'm of radishers now. <laughs> the radishers, and I'm a bad guy. Radish what are you Shurs. talking about? Yeah. You're a mess. Guy? Rocket raccoon. Rocket raccoon. <laughs> no, I'm radishers, <laughs> and I'm a bad guy, and I'm coming to ECW to get what I deserve. And another thing, Mister Ooh-la-la is gonna go home. But a lot of toilet paper you did, it wrong. you did it wrong. You did it wrong. You say, I'm Radosaurus. You say, I'm Radosaurus, and I'm going to give you a sore ass when you get in the ring with me. Oh, Lord. La, la. That's a good one. Rat Boy, we have Taz here. You want to talk to Taz? Yeah, talk to Taz. Taz. Taz meets Taz. <laughs> Earlier, we were talking about Mrs. Charlotte Flair. Yeah, Mrs. Okay. Charlotte Flair. Yeah. Oh, I forgot. She's, 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 she's looking like, you're ready? She's she looking like Cher. <laughs> She's looking at okay, she looks like yeah. Cher now. Don't don't, Cher. don't attack her yeah. that personal appearance. What are you doing? Yeah, yeah, she looks like Cher now. talks about you and your fifty-year-old yeah. arm. That that's an insult to your look like Cher. That boy, you put up a picture this week, and I know it was a little older. Uh, Derek, he put up a picture of himself in the Hulkster. 
lovingly in each other's arms. Oh, oh, you still doing the Hulk Hogan thing? What did the Hulk yeah. tell you, rap boy? That's right, brother. Me and Hulk Hogan going to rule the world one of these days. And mm-hmm. forget mm-hmm. Donald Trump, forget Obama, mm-hmm. forget Obama, forget all these mm-hmm. presidents because they don't know how mm-hmm. to work. Mm-hmm. Did he tell you no. to forget Obama? Hogan, he probably had a few choice words for that one. Let me tell you <laughs> something, brother. Hey, Remember Hogan, to say Hogan, your Hogan, prayers, Hogan. take your vitamins, <laughs> and never get caught using the N-word on a recording. Oh, we're saying that. If your daughter's going to because be a black I, man, make sure because you Because I'm like me running for president. Hold on, Rat Boy. Rat Boy, <laughs> Derek was saying something real, and you interjected your nonsense. Let Derek talk. Oh, I'm oh, sorry. Oh, no, I was just saying, Hulk Hogan's probably telling you if your daughter's going to date a black man, make sure he's an athlete from his Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nothing wrong. Oh, it's not okay. It's okay if she makes a record with one yeah, of them, but yeah. you know he doesn't want her dating one. Oh, don't you dare bring him home. The worst. Rat boy, what's on the, the menu worst. at Seven Eleven tonight? What's on the menu uh, tonight at Seven Eleven? Vanilla milk. It's all the milk. Put it this way. Put it this vanilla way. Milk. I've been sick for the last two days, and I haven't been going outside. Oh, no. Oh, it's not the COVID, is it? Is it COVID? No. No. Okay. Okay. Darn. No. It's not the flu, is it? Mm, I'm not sure, but I feel much better today than yesterday. But Sunday, but Sunday, I felt felt a little bit better because, because I I know you're going to be mad at me. Like everybody oh, else, be serious. okay. I bet it against my own team, the Eagles, and I won. No, that was that was smart. Yeah, that I was mean, smart. I'm gonna blame you for for yeah. making money. Yeah, you made money. You know, I I'm, I feel I'm bad. Sure I should have, have accused Rapboy. I should have accused Rapboy of having syphilis. Obviously, the only sexually transmitted disease this guy would ever get is mono. <laughs> <laughs> See, I was going to say, Terrible. if he got the syphilis off the sidewalk in front of his house, it's possible. Oh, Rat Boy, I, I wish you a speedy recovery. I hope you start to feel yeah, better. You, yeah, you can check Rat Boy. Get to 7-Eleven and get your milk. Yeah. You probably and should go to bed, Rat Boy. Those are two things I know about you. Now, you, you know what made me sick was, um, what made me sick was, uh, I think was, uh, after I went to bingo and all, and mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. when I came home, I stayed up all night to yeah, watch sick. Crown Jewels, and it was all right, but, you know, I, I'm sorry that uh, my prediction was wrong about the Demon King was going to win, but he didn't. Okay. But it's okay. The mayor? No, the Demon King, he said. Oh, the Demon King. Oh, I think he said the Demon King. I was like, he's busy right now. Oh. Okay. <laughs> it, it was the Xavier's Woods. It was his time. He deserved that yeah. shine. Like I said, I wish yeah, he was on a show that couldn't flop. Again, yeah. the, I tell you what, that, 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 the that, whole sh- oh, shut up, shut up. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. So that's another case. Xavier Woods, Consequences Creed, Austin Creed. You know, WWE owns that now. When he leaves, they could make somebody else they, Xavier Woods. They probably even own up, up, down, down too. Probably. Yeah, I think they do. I think yeah, probably. 
Uh, Derek, how would you feel if they brought in a different Xavier Woods if he left? If he left, like the fake Scott Hall. <laughs> they like, like Diesel too. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is, is he gonna have the fro and everything? Like, is it gonna be that blatant? <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Another Xavier Woods. Pretty That'd bad. Funny. It's, it's funny. I was listening to an interview he did, and he goes, you know, he was talking about how WWE had no plan for him, and he was like, you know, when yeah. I was in. When I was in um, TNA, they just randomly partnered me with R-Truth, and we were just a tag team. Because then I come to WWE, I get called up, and what do they do? They put me in a random tag team with R-Truth, and they put me on Raw. You know, yeah. whenever you don't yeah. have a plan for me, they just put me with R-Truth. <laughs> hey, Rap Boy, take care, man. Love you. That dude's a Hall of Famer, R-Truth. For real. I thought you meant Rap Boy. Yes. He deserves it. No. He really he deserves everything he gets. Where was I just reading? There was a time when he accidentally won the U.S. title. I forget who. I was just reading about this. It was like they just mistimed it, and Truth was, like, so excited. He went back there, like, celebrating and everything. He's amazing. He's great. He's great. Uh, Kevin, your your topic, you wanted to talk. I, I know it's getting late, but I, I definitely I didn't want to ignore it. The gimmick matches thing. I mean... Yeah, I mean everyone. Everyone's got a favorite gimmick match, right? I mean, I, I'm just kind of wondering what uh, what you guys would call your favorites. You know, what? I was always a huge spin the wheel, make a deal kind of guy, and this is the anniversary of the first one, actually. Well, they yesterday just did it was. tonight. Thirty yeah. years. Yeah, yeah, and they did yeah. it. They did it. Big fan. Coal miners love man. Fantastic. Uh, I was Back telling. I was telling Kevin before. I think my all time favorite is. The big blue steel cage. I love the big blue steel cage. That's what I grew up yes. on. But I miss the bull rope match so much. The the tagging the corners. It was like this is completely different than wrestling. Like it's not pinning. It's like you gotta. It, it's so it's such a great fun gimmick that's not used anymore. Yeah. Tro, how about you? What the, what gimmick match really always kind of got you fired up? Oh, I. <laughs> I, I keep going back to the uh, the Thunderdome match uh, uh, years back with uh, Muda and Uncle Terry Funk and oh, yeah. Clarence Singh, where, yeah. where, where the, the top was supposedly electrified. And yeah, it was the press. <laughs> yeah. And, and during, the, during the moment of the match, uh, like the top, uh, Muda had to spray out the fire on that lit on top of the cage with the mist. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, that is amazing. cool. That is really Dustin? cool. That Derek. Derek, did you have a favorite? Derek, sorry. Uh, I don't know if this counts. <laughs> it's an easy mistake. The, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, <right>? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it counts, but the original King of the Ring where guys had to wrestle three times in one night, I always loved that. That was so and, much better. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think, yeah. and I, I fell in love with that when I was a kid, and uh, Brady's probably going to roll his eyes. But in 93, when Brett wrestled, three matches, and all three of the matches were three different matches with three different guys. It wasn't the same match. That yeah. was awesome to me. And even when Austin... So, had I was really cheering for Kurt Hennig in that. Yeah. <laughs> I know you were, Brady. You uh, probably were today, When Owen was yeah. I, I thought it was awesome. I missed, I missed Kurt. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what about the Mabel one? That, that was three times in one night with Mabel. Oh, remember King Mabel? Oh, King Mabel. Mo. <laughs> Sir Mo. Sir Mo. Oh, that was so bad. Uh, 
Let me tell you what, what brought this topic to mind for me was yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, my favorite my favorite gimmick match was always War Games. Yeah, War so Games. Way back, yes. War Games was the for me the greatest gimmick concept ever. Dusty Rhodes comes up with it to Hack's point. It's it's kind of like wrestling, but not wrestling. Like you couldn't pinfalls didn't count. There was no escaping the cage. You had to make your opponents submit, and you couldn't even do it until everyone was in the ring. You had this convoluted structure of oh how many God. seconds were kicked off and then coin flips. And that's yeah. beyond, baby. Yeah. And, and you, uh, the heels always won the coin flips somehow. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, so I thought, and, and this is my own ignorance, so um, I actually commented the hackers, like, yeah, that's one you'll never see again because, you know, WWE is not going to give up the floor yeah. space to have two rings out there. I didn't realize that NXT has had four um, no war game matches. No rules. So, right, so that's that's my point. So I was watching, if you go online and, you know, there's, look, there's a hundred lists out there where everyone will tell you what they think the best war games matches are. And, uh, I think the general consensus is right. It's um, probably uh, Wrestle War 92, uh, which is uh, Stinger Squadron versus the Dangerous Alliance. Yes. I mean, that match is, I just watched that match uh, earlier tonight just to, as a refresher. That is nonstop action. Uh, you know, total nonstop. With, uh, <laughs> total nonstop action. Okay. It okay. kicks off with uh, with Steve Austin and um, <clears throat> uh, shit. I forget who he's uh, facing off with to open the match. It's like but, Steamboat or somebody, wasn't it? It was somebody. Now, Steamboat's like the third man in. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Douglas, it maybe. But, um, it's okay. Yeah. The, that match end to end. Non-stop violence. Nobody takes a break. You're not getting a lot of rest holds. Everybody is always battling somebody else. Yeah. I bring that up because I watched the TNA match because everyone seems or not TNA. I watched the NXT match uh, from 2017. I think it was their first one, mm-hmm. and everyone kind of falls on. Ah, that's <clears throat> probably the second best war games match. So. So what you got there is a three-way, three-man tag team match. So you've got uh, the what the authors of authors of pain versus sanity versus um, oh shit uh, undisputed era at that time undisputed era yes yeah. undisputed era yeah. thank you okay. um, and you know it's an okay match I'm not going to say it's bad but the match starts out with three guys in the ring. And then when the first timer goes off, they release your two tag team partners. So now suddenly you've got all three guys from one team and then two singles wrestlers. Next one, you get, you know, six guys in. Yeah. Match doesn't start, like traditional war games, match doesn't start until everybody's in the ring. Um, you take the roof off to allow for high spots. Yeah. I understand the, the desire to do that. Mm-hmm. But I think part of what made the old War Games matches so great was the brutality of them. And, I'm sure and Brian the, Gentleman would agree. I was just thinking <laughs> he could almost killed poor Brian. And the the and and Dylan and Jake yeah. Dylan too. Yeah, oh, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. I mean, Dylan was he what he smashing his shoulder in the first one, and then they replaced him with uh, Ray Trailer, I think, in the second one. Um, wow. But I mean, it's it's also so claustrophobic when you put yeah. that, that low ceiling on. Uh, yeah. And it really, it's, 
the worst thing that WWE did with it, though, was uh, as that third team is coming in, and I think it is Sanity is the third team to come into that match. Mm-hmm. And you've got the big, uh, the big Belfast brawler, Killian Belfast Dave. Beast or whatever, yeah. But he comes into the ring, and he's coming in, he's tossing tables and chairs and, and Singapore canes, the whole bit. And it's like, you know, as much as I enjoy a good hardcore wrestling match, I told you guys last week, I, I love that stuff. Bring the weapons in. Let's take some chair shots. I'm all for it. In the original in, incarnation of War Games, you didn't need weapons. Yeah, the, the cage. The cage was your weapon. The brutality of the guys in the ring, yeah. they were your weapon. And I feel like you're kind of no-selling War Games by by bringing the weapons in and saying, oh, well, we've, we've really got to spice this thing up now. Um, and then the other the other stark difference you see when you watch a match from 1992 versus a match from 2017, and everyone will tell you that the business has changed. And 2017 is a faster paced, high higher impact action, and I will tell you it's not. Um, you know, you watch a lot of those, a lot of that match of, of in 2017 is a lot of guys laying around the ring, so two guys can square off and have a spotlight spot fest. Yep. Instead of ten guys going tooth and nail at each other for the entirety of the match, for whatever it was, 23, 24 minutes. Um, So, yeah, I I feel like it's a concept they tried to revive. I think they've done three more since then. Uh, But it just definitely doesn't hold up to to those old WCW ones. And especially when you look at, like I said, the guys that were involved in that 92 match. You've got Stone Cold right before he breaks big, or stunning Steve Austin, I guess, right before he breaks big. Probably the main thing roster at the time. Yeah. You've got Prime Sting there. You've got yeah. Ricky Steamboat, who's still got a lot left in the tank there. Yeah. Uh, Arn Anderson still with a lot in the tank there. Shane Douglas I mean, was there. Yep. Yep. Uh, Rick Rude lot. was in that match. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just really some brilliant performers, and yeah. and they just they knew how to work in that confined space. So you see, do I yourself mean, a favor. It's on Peacock. Go watch that '92 uh, Wrestle War War Games match. It's fantastic. You, you were saying, Derek? I was going to say, I always yeah. thought the original Hell in a Cell, I always thought they, Vince created that to kind of erase and almost one-up war games. Because if you look at the original mm-hmm. Hell in a Cell with, with Taker and Sean, like you said, there's only the only weapon is one chair shot, and that was the story of the feud with Taker and Sean. Everything else was pretty much Taker, you know, beating Sean half to death. So I always thought that Vince... <laughs> I always thought they came up with the concept of Hell in a Cell to kind of overshadow war games. It always elimination chambers. Yeah. 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 Like one yeah. Of- they, they allowed them to, like, climb around, which was a whole element yeah. that obviously war games yeah. couldn't incorporate in 1990 or 92 or whatever. Uh, but, yeah. that And really, if you look at the Hell in a Cell, it was almost the same design. It was just much taller. So yeah. That, right. uh, yeah. the same thing. Yeah. So that you couldn't. Yeah. Drop Pillman on his head or whatever. You know? I mean, it's taller and it, it surrounds the ring to the point that you can still work outside. The yeah, ring. and obviously one ring is the other thing. Uh, now, like I know a lot of people really felt strongly about they should have two rings for this. I never understood when WCW did that, like with the two rings that the the World War Three with the three. Uh, it was just and the I, World War Three. Oh, World War Three. No World War Three, yeah. and it was hard. I love I World War Three. 
I mean, some you of them were good. I mean, it was good action, but I, I hated the multiple rings. And I thought if I paid for a front row ticket and I got to look across two rings to see the action, I'm pretty mad. I mean, that's your fault for yeah. buying that front row ticket. Yeah. That's not on them. Yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I think that gives guys more room to work, though, too. And, and it also creates some drama with the two rings. Um, the way that match opens is uh, is with Austin storming across, because they both enter from their own ring. Yeah. And and Austin comes storming across his ring and getting, you know, over the, the two sets of ropes to get into the ring, and boom, he gets caught immediately. Uh, so then they can play into the whole strategy element and, you know, definitely gave. And, by the way, and not to notice all the commentary on it, uh, Jesse Ventura and Jim Ross do a fantastic job on, on that call. Oh, my God, and they're probably wedged right against the cage with the fans about two <laughs> feet from them, right? Oh, yeah. I was looking at <laughs> yeah, that today. Yeah. Been. yeah. And you know, Great you know, times. When they, when they did the, the war games in NXT, the first one was weird. Like you said, it was it was three teams of three guys. Um, but yeah. after that, they kind of did more traditional. And I think those, the ones, all the ones after that, I think they kind of elevated Adam Cole to be like a superstar because he was kind of like Triple H oh, for sure. player. They, they would put him in there every yeah. year, him and his team. And I think that kind of solidified Adam Cole as a as a superstar. So he definitely benefited from the, the later war games down in NXT. For sure, for sure. Uh, you guys want to do some quick hits and we'll get out of here? Is that okay? Yeah. Real, real quick, I'm going to give you the sure, lineup just because I couldn't, yeah. couldn't okay. remember them. So uh, mm-hmm. Sting's team is Barry Windham, is who I was, I was trying to remember. Yeah, uh, okay. Steamboat, Dustin Rhodes, mm-hmm. and Nikita Koloff. Oh, and then, you're, uh, then you've got your dangerous alliance of Arn Anderson, Rick Rude, beautiful Bobby Eaton, Larry Zabisco, and Steve Austin. Amazing. Very cool. That's a killer lineup. That is a roster and a half. It's, well, that was an amazing time, you know, and like kind of like the beginning of the Attitude Era when WWE got really young and it was like all these guys are building and they're going to be really good down the line. It was the same thing with WCW in those early 90s where like that was most of the industry was there. Power plant, right? They had they had the ones bringing people up. Yeah. yeah. So it was great stuff. Absolutely tremendous stuff. Um, so real quick, I, I just have two quick hits, and I think they're both really funny. The first one is, uh, for those who haven't seen it, you have to find the uh, – so Kurt Angle uh, – by the way, Chris Jericho is doing his cruise right now, or, or mm-hmm. was doing his cruise. And I remember mm-hmm. in the past they were doing, like, Dynamite Live from there and stuff, but this thing has really apparently fallen off a ledge a little bit. Like, I saw – a picture of like Rock and Roll Union, or Rock and Roll Union, right? That's the show on VOC Nation. Rock and Roll Express, hanging yeah. out. Must have been three people around them, and they're just hanging out like at a bar. Oh no! And that was like, it was, that, you want to get a cruise ship during COVID? I think that's probably the biggest reason. Oh, uh, I mean, I guess, I guess. Um, I don't know. It was interesting. So anyway, Kurt Angle uh, in the ring with Chris Jericho, and he sang "Sexy Kurt," which. Uh, I, if you remember Sexy Kurt, it was one of the last... With the little of, cowboy hat. Yeah, yeah, it was like, Kurt Angle was like one of the last, when he was funny and they let him be funny, like, he was one of the last, like, genuinely, like, unscripted, authentic, funny things that they did in WWE. Mm-hmm. Once he, yeah. once they turned him into an MMA monster and then got rid of him, that's when things started to change for WWE. You know, so he sang and, Sexy Kurt. The video is amazing. 
The crowds all sing along with them. I recommend checking it out. Sexy Kurt is amazing. So. I was going to say Kurt. That's yeah. always been one of my favorite kinds of heels is like your, your, your heel that you laugh at for what a goose they are, what a dork they are. Well, that's you know, that funny, yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly, 100%. Yeah. I'm, I'm totally down for that. I like that type yeah. of heel, and I like your coward, your classic coward heel. Oh, uh, well, sure. cowardly heel. And, and <laughs> Kurt was awesome because he could joke around and make you laugh, and then he could rip your head off. Like, I think Riddle has that potential yeah. because he's kind of a funny guy, and if you get him pissed off, he can rip your head off. But Kurt, Kurt was he was great at that. One minute he's dancing, singing Sexy Kurt, the next minute, you know, he's throwing Shawn Michaels on his head. So I always love that about Kurt. <laughs> For sure. Can you imagine amazing. if Brock Lesnar ever had a personality? If Brock Lesnar, uh, there's there's a topic for your what if show, Stro. If Brock Lesnar had a personality at all, I think he would have been the single does. biggest star in the history of sports, sports entertainment, entertainment, yeah, all of them. I don't, I don't think the, they let him. Yeah, he came out with the mariachi band and the sombrero, and he's dancing. When yeah, he's yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. He's shown, like, he shown it. Or, 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 or dancing with the money in the bank like it was a boombox. <laughs> he's got it. He's yeah. got it. <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing. I can't, I can't tell you how upset I was sitting at that show forgetting that professional wrestling was scripted for a brief period of time. <laughs> and I was like, Ali, just grab the case. You'll pay for it later. Just grab it right now and run. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But but Kurt was truly unique. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, the other funny thing, and, and this is kind of another lighthearted, well, probably not lighthearted. I'm sure Punk will be complaining about it for 20 years. But uh, So Eric Bischoff, <laughs> oh. <laughs> talking about oh, AEW. Gonna, Did you see this, Eric? He's been on a roll. Oh, Are my he? God. He, oh, my God. Uh, actually, Blue Meanie had the uh, Blue Meanie had um, the comment of the night. He said um, he was on his Twitter or whatever, and he said that today was Dave Meltzer's birthday, and uh, today's his 60th, which is a big deal. And he's like, or as Dave would call it, he has 18 to 18 to 49. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was great. I thought that was great. Yeah, no. So AEW is making this huge deal about the fact that they won their demographic for part of a show. Uh, and they're, I can't believe how much they're like just going off on it. But, but, um, Bischoff, man, he, he was talking about punk and how like all the momentum he had coming in and everything. And he's like, they fell back down to 500 to 600,000. He said that CM Punk pooped the bed. Yes. I can't. He did. <laughs> he did. He, he pooped did. the bed. I mean, uh, I mean, they blew their load. That's what it was. Yeah. That was the that was the money maker. That was the time that brought him in. I mean, and then they hot shotted yeah. they hot shotted Cole. They hot shotted Brian, and it's just like you guys could have spaced this out and teased it. Yeah, I mean, like a topic for another day is, man, how great were vignettes? Like introducing people before you ever saw them. And Imagine they kind of yeah have tried I'm a little bit. I'm still interested in the debut of uh, Beaver, Beaver Cleavage. I mean, just. I'm still well, yeah. just waiting for that. Yeah. Even even yeah, but right. I mean, some some were good, some were bad. But even like when you didn't know specifically who it was, but you you thought who it was. Like for example, when Jericho came to WWE and yeah. they started with the countdown clock, and it was like that's got to be Jericho. You look at that as a rant, 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 and it's really annoying. And they do it throughout the show, it would interrupt random stuff, and it was like yeah, that that's 
that's got to be Jericho. If they had done that with CM Punk and waited until October or November, but uh, or uh, God, you know, or, or waited until their big pay per view, you know, they could have started in in July or August, and then their what is it, all in, all out, bought in, whatever yeah. it's called, uh, they, they could have they could have done it there, yeah. Because well, what they, they did with him, all they did was play the music that they paid a lot of money for. And do it in Chicago. There was no planning there. And, like, I know it's simple and it works. Sometimes it just works. But, like, to me, they could have done so much more with it, Derek. And I think we – just look at how they – I heard people say if they signed Brian Benson, that's it. It's going to tip them, you know, it's going to tip it in their favor, blah, blah, blah. Look how they Mm -hmm, debuted mm -hmm. Brian Benson. He he debuted three minutes after Adam Cole. So why do I care about Adam Cole anymore if Brian Daniels yeah. is going to come yep. out two minutes later? And and yeah. you know yeah. I know I know people much. people hate people and on hate the same Jim show Cornette. as Ruby by the way. Sorry. Yeah, and I'm, I just I know people hate Jim Cornette and they think he hates AEW, but he he does have some business sense. And CM Punk shouldn't be wrestling every week, and he definitely shouldn't be wrestling on your B show against guys nobody cares about. Nope. I love Bobby Fish as much as the next guy. He's CM Punk shouldn't be fighting Bobby Fish on a random episode of Dynamite on a Saturday night. He should he should no. be he should be he should be like your Roman Reigns or your Brock Lesnar where he he only wrestles Brock on big Lesnar. shows and he should only wrestle on special occasions. But they're dragging him out there. They're dragging him out every week. Why is CM, why is CM Punk special to anybody anymore? He's not. And he's not. They're not even having like him engage in generic feuds. Like the last thing he did was with Taz. Now it's just he goes down to the ring, someone comes out and says, I want to fight you. And he says, all right, I'll fight you. And then he wins. That's it, every week. And it sucks because, you know, yeah. I, I don't want to say Vince would have treated him better because it's Vince. <laughs> but it probably would have made a bigger impact Uh-oh. if he walked out on Raw or SmackDown. Somebody <laughs> say Taz. <laughs> <laughs> but, like if you look at his opponents, have been it's been it's been Darby Allen, which I thought was good, but I don't know how Darby's benefited from that since then. It's been Daniel Garcia, it's been Bobby Fish, and it's been Hobbs. Nobody nobody wants to see him wrestle these guys. Not when you have I would have you know why Hank you know why Hangman Page is such a big deal to these fans now because he was gone for a couple of months. That's why he wasn't on yeah. TV. Right. And they had to to get him away from the dark order, by the way. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, like, imagine if they had, and, and this runs contrary to what I was saying, but if you're going to have Punk on TV every week, what if he came in and he beat a bunch of schleps for a bunch of weeks in a row, and then you do the pay-per-view match against Darby Allen, and you have Darby Allen win? How much bigger would yeah. he have been if he had won that match? And you have a built-in feud there. And to build in yeah. yep. yep. That's what I would have done. Yeah. Now, you That's know who's smart? Here's the pencil. Here's you know, the book. You know who's a smart guy? That's Jericho. Can whenever we... somebody gets hot whenever somebody gets hot on that show, Jericho puts himself in a program with that person. He did it when Orange Cassidy yep. was the hot guy on this show. He did it with MJF. Yep. Now they have the MMA guys coming in. He's doing it with the MMA guys. Jericho, he's no dumb. Even with Moxley, yep. Yeah. No, you're right. You're You're right. Yeah, he knows what he's doing for sure. So, how much longer does Jericho have on his contract? I'm thinking he'll be leaving at some point soon. Because it's, it's, you don't think? I think it's time to go make some music. Oh, uh, maybe. 
I mean, I mean, he can do that on the side. Yeah, I'm a Chris Jericho. He might. I like Chris Jericho. Better. He he has to stop wrestling soon too. Right? He's not looking. He doesn't look too good after some of these matches. He's looking like he's having a rough go at it. With some Somebody posted a there. picture of uh, him and uh, oh my god, Whiplash. Why can't I think of his actual name? Mikey Whiplash. No, 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 no. The the actor. Ow. Oh, Mickey Rourke. Played Whiplash. That's right. It's yeah, they showed yeah, the spot of Jericho yeah. and Mickey Rourke from WrestleMania <laughs> that it looked like Jer- Jericho's current self fighting his older self, and it was <laughs> wow. You know, I was thinking about it because somebody brought up to me how Jericho was on that Stone Cold podcast right after WrestleMania this year, and that was like so cool and so groundbreaking at the time, and it was so important that I forgot about it six months yeah. later. Yeah, nothing came of it. I but forgot. It's, <laughs> it's, it's one of the things uh, Bischoff said because I watched his. I watched it today at work. It went on for like an hour about it. He goes, you know, mm-hmm. they're manufacturing a war when it's really not a war. And he goes, you know, you're a two-year-old company. Nobody's expecting you to beat Vince because Vince has been around for fifty years. But when you mm-hmm. go online and you say you want to go to war, you have to make sure you go to war. And I think they want their fans to believe they're in a war without them actually being in it. And I guess that's how you get the, the fan base riled up. But it's, um, Jericho... It's smart. No it's, it's what ECW used to do. Yeah, they used to make you think, yeah, you know, we're in a war, blah, 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 blah. But it's it's not yeah. a war, not at this point. No, but it's okay. Because it could be yeah. someday. It could be, yeah. 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 Well, I, I don't know how you guys feel, but I'm thinking it's probably about time to get out of here. Yeah, yeah I think we should probably wrap this thing up. It's been a good show, though, guys. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Derek, did you have anything you wanted to plug? No. I enjoy the new format, though. I, I love talking wrestling. Um, Isn't this fun? Glad yeah. To be, yes, it's so fun, and I'm, I'm I'm glad to be back. Well, we're glad to have you back, and I can't wait to get you on the video. It's going to be amazing. Yes. Me and my big son of <laughs> Afro will be on the screen. Don't worry. <laughs> I can't wait. Yes. I can't wait. Patrick, any plugs? I got no plugs, man. Uh, we'll be back in a in a couple weeks. Papa yeah. Joe's taking care of the show. And uh, happy birthday to the guy below me. Just celebrated the birthday. Happy happy birthday, me. man. Happy birthday. All right. How old are you now? one Right. Well, I remember yeah. when I was 41. Barely, but I remember it. <laughs> Two years ago? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Sad. Yeah. <laughs> Pathetic. <laughs> I, uh... <laughs> Thanks for making me feel I really remember things from six months ago. So. Yeah. Well, I don't. I clearly don't. So, uh, Did you have any plugs, Kevin, on the way out? No, I mean, just to echo what the, what the hack said, Steel uh, Cage Radio, always happy to pop in on... In the room with Brady Hicks, and that is what all of the bumpers will remind you, that it's in the room with Brady Hicks, not with the Stroh, which seems a little wrong to me. Uh, that's, mm-hmm. that's just Brady being in business for Brady. Uh, but we're always yeah, happy to pop in, and we're looking forward to coming back in two weeks uh, after yeah, everyone's do. done with their vacations. Yes, and Stroh, I wanted to uh, mention before I kick it to you, so next week a bunch of us are off. Uh, so uh, Patrick and Kevin, not going to be on next week. Uh, I'm actually going to be in Las Vegas for work, so if I can call in, I will. Stroh has graciously agreed to run the board, and he'll be here with Ray and Kathy and uh, hopefully Derek, but 
Yes. You know, whatever it is. Very cool. And Very don't cool. miss his his groundbreaking two hour long interview with Rat Boy next week. Yeah. Be, <laughs> it's gonna be a lot of fun. And uh wait, 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 wait. And, and when I return in uh two weeks time two weeks yeah, two weeks time, uh we're actually going to have a referee from Ring of Honor, from WWE, from the NWA. Kevin Keenan is gonna be joining the program, so that'll be a lot oh, of great. fun. I uh but he's a great guy. He is. I, I know he's had some uh, some issues in the past with, you know, different stories about him and stuff like that. But uh, we're going to have a good time on the show and definitely talk some WWE and some Ring of Honor. And he's excited about the NWA thing because that's pretty new for him as well. So Kevin Keenan in two weeks' time. Sure, what do you got going on this week, man? Well, as I alluded to earlier, uh, big week, uh, Thursday night, uh, Halloween special on WCW Retro, 19 Eastern Standard Time, here at Nation.com. Call in, you can't should be a good time. Friday night, Throw Zone, uh, midnight Eastern Standard Time, at Facebook.com slash Joe the Maestro, and the feature will be Avin Costello meets Frankenstein, who's in. And then Saturday, uh, it's the big uh, premiere of the Devil's Daughter, Harlequin Origin Story. At Golden Ticket Cinema's Twin in Lenore, North Carolina, be a red carpet premiere, and then the next day it will be released on social media at their Facebook page, Facebook.com/slash Real Devil Slaughter. And as I said earlier, I'll, I'll forward the link to you guys to check out. Okay, very cool. Uh, well, from my end, thank you to Joey Ace for coming tonight, dropping some uh, dropping some knowledge. The interview during the uh, commercial break. Uh, was priceless for me. It's a shame we couldn't have aired that, uh, but for sure. Thank you to Joey. Thank you to all the callers. Thank you to the best crew I could ever ask for. Kathy, Stroh, Derek, Ray, Matt, Kevin, Patrick. Uh, it sounds like a lot, and, and honestly, uh, I wouldn't be able to do it without each and every one of those guys. You're all so important for what we're kind of doing here at In the Room. But that's going to do it. Next week, Stroh will be leading the mothership and taking your calls. And uh, in two weeks' time, I'll be back, and we will have Kevin Keenan on the program at that time. Everybody take care. Oh, November 6th, DCWA, uh, Super Clash. Be sure to check it out on on um, iPaper. What's that? Uh, I can't think of the network. I apologize. Oh, crap. Help me out here. What's Ooh, the name of that network? What, what's the name of that network? That, uh, I... My TV? But no! No, not Peacock. I Googled <laughs> ECWA and I got Erie County Water Authority. ECW, ECWA Stream. Uh, wow, that's what you forgot? Oh. Independent Wrestling. No, 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 no. It's, it's, it's IWTV. I apologize. I, I, that's what I Googled. ECWA Stream. I came up with the, uh, the IWTV, which this all of the ECW show ECWA shows and Super Clash will be live on there. So everybody have a good week. We'll talk to you real soon. I love you all very much. Take care. <laughs>